Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host... Clip Brock. Welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. And we'd like for you to be a part of the program today. Get in with your questions comments concerns birthdays anniversaries and otherwise looking forward to today's program because it'll be our last live program for a while we're gonna uh, be off next week we'll have best of shows coming up monday wednesday thursday friday we'll have o's baseball for you tuesday afternoon on july 4th so a lot to cram in here during this three-hour tour and we will be talking to brian north wcti 12 coming up in just a little bit to catch up on what's going on in the world of sports we got tony dunn joining us from the c3 panthers podcast in hour two see if any news and notes are going on in panthers land as i say this is the arrested slash injury season you can throw suspension season in there as well as i look at the nfl headlines i see some suspensions and really uh not a lot going on in the nfl calendar that'll change uh, later in july when training camps happen and we'll get the preseason hall of fame game and uh, we'll have a lot more to discuss in the national football league so We're going to keep previewing your fantasy football draft, which is upcoming in August or September. Our buddy C.W. Sloan will join us again for a fantasy roundtable coming up in hour number two. Hour three, we'll talk to the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum, Morgan Ehlers, and also Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show. And I'll bring up a golf point in just a moment. But first, let me introduce Shirley Rhodes, producing today intern joey on the video and the man of chan chandler honeycutt to my left hello everyone hey what's Clipper. up happy friday happy friday although i did miss the memo on hawaiian shirt friday it was a last second decision uh, i've been wondering when to break it out for the first time in 2023 and today felt like a good day friday last show for a while the eastern north carolina summer heat is here so I thought it was a good day to break out the Hawaiian shirt. Well, good. I like it. It's, it's a very nice uh, Hawaiian shirt. Very nice. It's very nice. Thank you. I wish I had mine on so we could be two wild and crazy guys. That would be wild. Joey, do you own a Hawaiian shirt? I do own a Hawaiian shirt. I got oh. a couple, actually. All right. Well, uh, we All right, will then we need to put it on. Yes, we need to put it on the calendar now. A couple of Fridays from now, maybe we break them out. Gotcha. And we all just get a little crazy, get some drinks with umbrellas in them. 
we need to have like straw hats do a remote broadcast from the beach the beach and you're right near the beach chandler speak uh, i mentioned golf earlier did you watch the match last night no i didn't in fact are you upset that you missed it i am because i do enjoy watching those celebrities play play golf i did see some videos and stuff uh of them warming up and joking around and and all that kind of jazz but uh, i no, i wasn't able to watch it last night uh so it was steph curry and clay thompson versus patrick mahomes and travis kelsey mm-hmm. and the chiefs won chiefs beat the warriors that's a little surprising because i know steph's good steph's really good but the thing is is that patrick mahomes is good too i'm looking at a picture and travis kelsey almost looks like the fake clay thompson like that picture of the guy mm-hmm. in the warriors uniform standing outside of the oracle <laughs> arena yeah <laughs> he almost looks like fake uh it's crazy too because kelsey is a big guy right yeah like he's very, a tight end so. nfl tight end he can run over you run around you and they're all level-headed steph curry's just as tall as him clay thompson is taller than travis kelsey but when you look at clay on a basketball court he's smaller than a lot of the guys out there just goes to show you how big uh, the basketball dudes are patrick mahomes is not too far behind travis kelsey either no yeah so like uh those basketball dudes are uh are big fellas so we we should do this chandler just so you can uh show us how to do it on the golf course because you'd beat me Joey, you playing any golf? I've been trying to get into it. Yeah. Trying to get into it. I don't believe Shirley plays. So, Chandler, you could really dominate. That's as close to golf as I get. You put me on a par three course, we might have a battle, though, buddy. A par three course. Hmm. See me in some putt putt, we will have a battle. Uh Maybe we should just, yeah, maybe we should do uh, putt putt. Uh, Pike is tuned in from North Myrtle Beach. Home of putt putt. It says, seems like everyone is here for the upcoming July 4th holiday. I'm sure that is a packed place right now. Jamie says, aloha. Eric says, was it Dan Patrick who used to say aloha means goodbye on SportsCenter back in the day? So Dan Patrick said, in fuego. Dan Patrick said, good. Aloha means goodbye. I don't think so. I don't think that was Dan Patrick. I'm going to look it up. Aloha means goodbye. Aloha. Yes, Pion. Ah, yeah. Larry Beal said aloha means goodbye. Speaking of old ESPN guys, the other night I discovered on my MLB TV, there's something called Big Inning, where it's red zone, it's squeeze play. They just show all the games, cut to them. And the studio host, y'all don't know who this is, is Bill Pito. Um, you guys on YouTube will remember that name. He is a former ESPN Sports Center anchor, and I have not heard Bill Pito's name or voice in fifteen or twenty years. So that is what Bill Pito is, is there up to these days. A picture of him, of Bill Pito. Yes. You want to see him? Uh, yes, because the name doesn't sound familiar, but I might remember his face. Uh, I can see it in your face. Remember that guy? Bill oh, Pito. Yeah, 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 yeah. I re- yeah. Bill Pito. Unfortunate last name. Yeah. Very I, I unfortunate. I didn't want to comment anything on the air, so I just kept it. <laughs> but it's P I D T O. Pito. Pito. Pronounced Pito. Speaking of Sports Center and ESPN. I'm glad you didn't say speaking of Pitos. No. All right. 
uh man but you did <laughs> that's the problem i did i mean i'm glad you didn't say it it's me hi i'm the problem it's me who is the problem it's me hi go ahead what were you gonna say um speaking of sports center speaking of espn some firings today with the with that uh company jalen rose out jeff van gundy out max kellerman out out Keyshawn Johnson. Out. Former Panther. Had no... I mean, I... So, let's go through that list of outages. Um, Jalen Rose, do you care that he's out at ESPN? No. Neither do I. Keyshawn Johnson, honestly, had had no idea he was at ESPN. Monday Night Football, or the the countdown on uh, Sunday. Nah. He was part of that panel with Boomer. Here's a good topic. Um... Do so, Joey. What do you watch? Uh, are you a big NFL guy? Love the NFL. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sundays fall, man, so awesome. But w- what do you do? It's getting so close leading up to the one o'clock kickoffs. Do you watch any pregame shows? Not really. I'm not too fussed about it because, like, I feel, I feel like, like it's it, a thing of the past. It is, it genuinely is. And, like, those sometimes those guys are saying the most like, ridiculous things. So, I, I kind of lost touch for the pregame shows chandler if you were to watch one which one would you watch you got fox with bradshaw that's what i grew up watching. jimmy you got cbs with boomer cower um whoever else is up there you've got espn who's on that the blonde headed lady lisa salt no nope she's an african-american no not sue's not Susie Q. I love Susie Colber. She's Monday night. She's ESPN. She's okay. very pretty lady. And she was reportedly on the chopping block. That she was. If they part got of rid of Suze, I'm done with ESPN. Mm-hmm. We also got rid of Matt Hasselback, Steve Young, really Todd McShay. What? Todd McShay? What? Where are you seeing this? Todd, 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 Todd. All right, here's a guy. <laughs> Where are you seeing this, Joey? The sleeper app. It's very, very reliable app. What? Very reliable app. The sleeper app? You um, that's you. your source? <laughs> that's that's how you win fantasy. Okay, but we're what, talking about we're talking real about news. the firings yeah, of people so, at a, at so a they, company. They give notifications for like bigger news and stuff like that, and those are like a collective names. It's alongside Ryan Keyshawn McShay? Johnson as well. No, Todd That's Ryan not McShay. even a person, not, and not they not cut Ryan, him. Not Ron McShay. <laughs> Todd McShay? <Yep>. Dude. <laughs> Barquavius Johnson? No way. ESP, all right, this is according to New York Post. Now, I don't know what's reputable and not. Is that looked at as a, you know, an unreliable source? This says ESPN is laying off some of its biggest stars, including Jeff Van Gundy, Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, Jalen Rose, and Susie Colbert. The Post has learned. That can't be you true. You just said if they get rid of Susie Q, you're done with ESPN. And we just found out she's gone. Just got a text from Tiny. Susie Colbert is out. Oh, Tiny, don't, don't. Oh my God! Also don't do got that. a text from Chris. Sam Ponder. Sam Ponder is the name. No, that's the host that I was looking for earlier. She's not out. But I'd much rather her be out than Susie Colbert. Thank you, Chris. I need like four people texting me information to say so I can successfully run this radio program. Sam, Ponder's I can't do husband. it alone. 
Sam Ponder's husband was one hell of a quarterback. He's a Christian! (laughs) Very obscure reference. (laughs) And I don't even know what the show is from. He's a Christian! All I know is is that came out of nowhere. He's not a Christian. All right, so this is from... I want to say, like, is it Wife Swap, Shirley? Was that a show? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wife Swap. It was a show. Let me see if I can pull it up. (laughs) That's good stuff. Oh, we got a freaking ad. I got to wait 15 seconds to hear a two-second clip. That's one of the worst things I have ever seen in my life. They don't give you the skip ad. The video will play at your ad. But I love commercials. Best thing on earth. If you'd like to advertise with us here at Pirate Radio, call Chan Man. Yes, please. All right. Here we go. (laughs) This is... The reference I was referring to a moment ago. She's not a Christian! (laughs) (laughs) She's not a Christian! But Sam Ponder's husband is a Christian! (laughs) Christian Ponder. Boy, he stunk. Florida State grad. Yep. Play for the Vikings. What are we talking about? Oh, all right. So Joey's got the, what app was that? Sleeper Sleeper app. app. Sleeper. Don't sleep on it. So I mentioned all those names. The New York Post has a few more names. Matt Hasselbeck. Todd McShay. I said that. I said that. Relax, sleeper boy. (laughs) Go to sleep. (laughs) LaFonzo Ellis. Sports Center anchor, Ashley Brewer. Radio host, Jason Fitz. And baseball writer June Lee. Um, all right, so Man. Susie Colbert out. That is ridiculous. Joey, you had a good idea. We need to get you had Jeff Van Gundy. We need to hire him at Pirate Radio, and we'll do a ECU basketball post game show with uh, Van Gundy taking calls. I'm down with that. I'd uh, like to see a segment like Chandler <coughs> versus Kellerman back. In the I don't want nothing to do with Max Kellerman. <laughs> You're not with him. You're against him. Why don't you want to do any, have anything to do with him? Never been a Max Kellerman fan. I was a fan back in the day. Was he the original host of Around the Horn? I want to say yeah. Well, uh, I want to say yeah. I'll tell you this. Yeah, that sounds because right. then Stat Boy Tony Reale became the yeah, host yeah, after yeah. Max Kellerman. I'll tell you That's this right. though. I'm a I'm more of a fan of Max Kellerman than I was of Will Kane. Could not stand Will Kane. I never listened to Will Kane. He was he was on a lot with uh, Stephen A. Uh, let's see. I got a lot of catching up to do on YouTube. Um, ESPN Black Friday today. Eric says I didn't love Jalen. There are definitely worse hosts out there. Is that a shot at me? <laughs> um, Jamie says Keyshawn was doing morning radio. <laughs> Uh, Susie is gone, says Chad. She tweeted it out herself. Dang. I'm looking at her tweet right now. I'm not looking at it. I, I yeah, refuse it's to believe not it. Too bad. <laughs> See Eric's comment. Read it, bro. Sleeper sounds like a one night stand app. <laughs> hey, <laughs> can you give Chandler the sleeper app? He I needs will. it. I got you. Ask me in the break. What's uh, Paul Pierce's girl's name? Uh, Susie. No, it was. Um, Camille. Like Camille. Camille. Maybe you could find Camille on the sleeper app. Uh, Chad confirms that she's not a Christian. <laughs> What's from an episode of Wife Swap? Thank you, Chad. Yes. Pike says y'all should have some Warren's hot dogs there today. 
Warren's hot dogs. I Warren's agree. hot dogs. I agree, except we're here and Warren's is there. Yeah. Pike. Never said had that? Hot Pike. You've never Pike. had a Warren's hot dog? Nope. <gasps> Man, we got Clip, we, did we you hear get that? you on that. I did. You gotta have a peach tur- or an apple turnover too. Oh, yeah, those are good. It'll and t- homemade lemonade. It'll turn your life around, Joey. Chad says, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Stuart Scott. Miss me some Stuart Scott. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Booyah. That was what he used to say, too. Booyah. (laughs) Jamie said, Chandler seems to have some real-life beef with Max Kellerman. No. I just don't like him. Even when Stephen A. Smith said the line that you love so much? (laughs) The first thing that Phil Jackson did as the president of the Knicks was to sign Lamar Odom, who is on crack! (laughs) And then Kellerman makes the weirdest face ever. (laughs) He's got the big eyes. He didn't know what to say. Kaz likes my flamingos. Thank you, Kaz. Appreciate that. Wait, but I didn't make the shirt. What do I say? Do I say thank oh, you? Oh, did you say thank you already? Ugh, that, mm, that's cringe. But this is my shirt. Does that make these my flamingos? Think about that. All right. Uh, boy, ESPN. Susie Colbert, man. Man, Susie Q. What are we going to do now? Oh, Susie Q. Did you ever answer the question which uh, show you like? I think we got off topic. Because there's also oh, NFL so I Network. Grew up, so I grew up watching, because the Panthers were always on Fox, Fox yeah. 50. <clears throat> so I grew up watching the the uh, NFL Sunday on Fox. Um, I would I would like to go and watch the Sunday NFL countdown, because you know why? I hope they always keep Randy Moss. Randy Moss. And doing the come on, man, and they'll have some... You come know, on, Mike. They'll have... That's you know, Chris Carter. Um, we'll have some... Uh, fresh um spit it out buddy come on some fantasy advice on the show too now espn2 has a full fantasy show they do which i don't know if it's it's different now because it used to be mostly matthew barry who is now with nbc was he fired too i think he made the move on his own last year so he did some mess on uh sunday nights well just sitting there afraid for his job (laughs) did woge drop any of these bombs today I noticed none of these stories are on ESPN.com. No way they're going to get rid of uh, Vin Sanity. They need to get rid of Kendrick Perkins. Dude, big time. Yeah, Dude, Perkins seriously, is he is a he is useless. I do like, what's he say after every tweet? Um, not calm down, but what does he say? He's got a thing. I like people that have gimmicks and bits. Uh, Go the hell. Uh, or keep... Uh, carry that, on, carry that the, same energy. No, it's like carry carry the hell on or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't care. What are we talking about? Don't look it up, man. Jalen Rose seeing the <laughs> a lot of Kendrick Perkins memes out there. I see. <laughs> I guess everybody thought he should be fired. Kendrick Perkins uh, is among the candidates to replace Jalen Rose on NBA on ESPN's NBA Countdown. Oh my gosh! ESPN has a major problem, and that problem is that TNT they love Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> That's their problem. TNT is just so far superior when it comes to the studio that uh, ESPN will never touch them. Fair until Barkley decides to hang it up. What do we think about Richard Jefferson? 
I have no thoughts. That is a nipples about to show. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. He's got some little taco meat on his chest. He got, he got, a little, he got some taco meat on his chest. He got a little taco meat on his chest. His buttons are almost down to his belly button. Who's this guy? And then they got... They got old Joe Smith up here. Old Joey <laughs> Caucasian. Rich, just like, what's this white guy doing here? I don't know a lot of these folks on TV right What a now. segment this is. Susie Colbert. Today, that, I joined the many hardworking colleagues who have been laid off. Heartbreaking. But 27 years at ESPN was a good run. 27 years. So grateful for a 38-year career. Longevity for a woman in this business is something I'm especially proud of. Next step, a project that gives back. Susie! Susie! You are an all-timer. Pour one out for Susie Culver. Ages like fine wine. Man, big fan. Big fan of Susie. And you know what? If there's anything that you take away from this segment, it's that Susie Culver... It's no longer with ESPN, and you should be upset about it. And all y'all want to talk about is Joe Namath wanting to kiss her. She's way more than that. Can we not get sexual here, please, guys? <laughs> um, Jamie says Kendrick Perkins is on Pat McAfee in a wife beater. So, somebody mentioned Pat McAfee earlier. He is uh, not getting laid off. He is getting paid major bucks. 85 big ones. To go to ESPN to host his show and to be a part of College Game Day. He's a pregame show that I have watched that is actually interesting. What's that? His, he's at, he used to have a pregame show when he was on Strictly, or what is it, FanDuel, or when mm-hmm. he was working with FanDuel. Yeah. And they actually had a pregame show that was kind of interesting so well the thing is is that espn executives were willing to shell out that kind of money because they firmly believe that his show would instantaneously start making money for them and so far they've been right which is why these cuts are coming at such a rapid pace this is the third round of cuts that espn has had uh in in recent times it's because they're trying to you know shave off all that extra money that they're spending on all these personalities because uh i know at one point uh jay williams uh his contract is up uh coming up i think at the end of this year but he was getting paid five million dollars i think Keyshawn was making something Keyshawn around 10. Is in year two of a five-year, eighteen million dollar con- deal. Yeah. What in the world? So they're they're trying to cut all these costs, but yet they're going to turn around and spend that kind of cash on Pat McAfee. It it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So it's not like the NFL, where you, if you just fire somebody with a signed contract, you just don't don't you just pay it out? Uh, I don't know if ESPN contracts are guaranteed or not. Uh, I'm sure there's like a... Um, they need Lamar Jackson as their agent. Maybe you get a permi- uh, percentage of it. Uh, first reported by Joey on the Sleeper app, according to the New York Post, Hall of Famer Steve Young was considered in jeopardy for his job. Oh, okay. Which would not be a loss at all. And Steve Young brings nothing, in my opinion. All nothing? Right. Nothing. They have Steve Young on the show and we get Nothing? Maybe they're starting to learn to be a little smarter here when they hire people, pay people. Remember when Jason Witten did uh, Monday Night Football? I did. I. He was so bad. He said, you know what? I'm going to go play football again. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> talking isn't my thing. And not just play for f- football again, but play for the Raiders. The Raiders. 
Greg Olson's pretty good, though. I love Greg Olson is really good. And Tony, he's going to get batted for Tom Brady. Tony Romo. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, really did good. Did anybody ever guess that Tony Romo would be actually no. pretty good in the booth, considering... I mean, he had to be good somewhere, so... Oh! oh. And that's coming Shout from a Cowboys fan. No, I'm not a Cowboys fan. He's Panthers, baby. Oh, I thought the you were a Cowboys fan. What the hell you talking about? Girl, you need to go back to Camp Carolina. You get out of the glory hole. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Easy. That was just slightly out of context. <laughs> you want to explain yourself, son? I just want me some glory hole. All right. <laughs> Eric says, I don't mind Chandler's pauses when he's dishing out his takes. It's because he's such a deep thinker, he is concocting a masterpiece as he speaks. Actually, you got to let the coils go in his head. He's cooking, though. You got to let him cook. I what do I say to that? I don't know, Mr. Concoction. What do you got for us? I don't have anything right now. Uh, Look, that's just like when people were wanting you to like speak things into existence. When Josh Moreland, you know, you taught that. Then people were like, oh, do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's got to come natural. It's got to come natural. Yeah. Jamie says Tom Brady is going to be awful. Drew Brees is awful. And he says people are getting tired of Romo. Who are these people? What people? Why do I care about people? I've not heard one person say they were tired of Romo. Oh, I have. But I don't care. I I said I I like him. I like him. I like Romo. Here we go, Jim. I think he's, uh, you know, I like him because I feel like he's genuine and he's really excited about what he's doing. And he knows what he's talking about. And he knows what he's talking about. Like when he calls out what's about to happen and it ends up happening. Um, if people are getting tired of Romo, I like them better. If people wanted Scoot Henderson and hate the Brandon Miller pick, I like the Brandon P- Miller pick more. Because you know why? People are stupid. That's why. All right. So, uh, Kyle has a good subject changer. He mentioned about Burley on the mound last night. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Brian North about Alec Burleson. I've got some Lane Hoover news. Is I don't know if it's out there anywhere. Ooh, I need to check that. Thank you for reminding me. I got uh, I got Lane Hoover news. Lane Hoover is in a starting lineup tonight. Love to hear it. We'll tell Love you about that. Also, we missed. Uh, we got a couple ECU basketball schedule updates too. We need to talk about. So we'll get to all that when we return Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Back with you after these words. And speak my point of view, but it's not safe. It's not safe. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. You can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. 
Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Segment one, we got talking about ESPN layoffs and NFL pregame shows and didn't mention a couple of stories involving pirates, and we'll do that right now with Brian North, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. North, how you doing on this Friday? I am living, Clippy, living. Hey, the voice sounds better. That's good. Uh, uh, a little nasally, but uh, still working it out, but we're getting there. Getting there. Sounds good. All right, so a couple of things here. Uh, Alec Burleson pitched last night uh-huh. for the Cardinals, and uh, that that's not a good thing because they were down when he came in, what, 10 to nothing, 9 to nothing. Uh, but Burley goes one inning of work, gave up six hits, four runs, Oops. allowed a granny, but got his first MLB strikeout. There you go. So way to go, Burley. Um, lobbied for that when he first came up telling anybody that he felt like he could be uh, a high leverage reliever if they ever needed him so obviously he didn't make the case for that last (laughs) he definitely was lobbying and with his lack of playing time lately you know just to get in the game i'm sure was nice for him yeah he went 0 for 2 uh in the lineup pinch hitter dh pitcher for burley last night and maybe didn't uh you're right uh make his case for a big time postseason appearance but then again the cardinals are 14 games under 500 they stink this year uh one of the biggest disappointments in baseball so they uh they don't have a postseason future anyway so there's that story from a former pirate last night uh numbers weren't great but congrats on the first major league baseball strikeout you can put that ball on the mantle uh in the future and i've got something um this might be a a pirate radio exclusive for you brian yeah lane hoover Uh former pirate is starting in left field tonight for a professional baseball team who would that be he's making his pro debut with the florence y'alls that must be a semi, not semi-pro, but an uh, uh, independent league team that I've never heard of. Before. You are correct, sir. Frontier League, uh, and he will be playing for the Yaws. They're in Crestwood, Illinois, playing against the Windy City Thunderbolts. i got to get my hands on some of these hats. I bet they have great hats. Yep. Uh, but Lane Train, uh, and I think this all came together pretty quick. I was told earlier in the week that somebody had run into Lane while he was getting a haircut, and he told him that, yeah, he was heading off to uh, to play some baseball. That was just a couple of days ago. So uh, it all comes, comes kind of quick. But uh, congratulations to Lane Hoover. And, you know, scouts watch these games. He gets uh, he has a five-for-five five night, turns some heads. Who knows? But uh, keep going as long as you can, right, Brian? Try not to get into the real world until you have to. So, right, with the consolidation of minor league teams, there's less and less minor league teams. I was wondering if there'd be more independent league teams. The problem with that is, is you don't have major league backing. You've got to figure out a way to take care of your players. So while there would uh, there would be greater talent for independent league teams, <coughs> I don't know financially if they can survive. But the guys that do get a chance, look now. There's less minor league teams out there, and those diamonds in the rough. Mike Piazza, who was drafted in something like this. 17th round, something ridiculous. Tommy Lasorda did a favor for a buddy to dra- and drafted him, right? Wasn't that the story? Yeah, exactly. So, the, And there's a number of those stories out there of guys who nowadays won't even get a chance to play professional baseball who uh, ended up having great major league careers because of the consolidation of minor league baseball. So independent leagues, I thought, might have a chance to thrive, but I don't know if the finances work out. 
But if guys can get a chance, I, scouts scouts need something to do now too. They don't have as many minor league teams to check out. So uh, great great opportunity for Lane, and he's really uh, had a great year. Let's see if he can keep going and, and if he can play a little bit longer. I don't know how much an independent league guy in Florence makes, but yeah, it's better than having to go get that real nine to five. Awesome stuff. Uh, so we will be rooting for Lane. Shirley's looking for all the information she can find on this and the Florence Yalls. And uh, kind of tough to find info on Frontier League Baseball, but we're do, we'll do our best. And uh, we've got sources there in the Hoover family we can uh, reach out to as well. So uh, good luck to Lane. How about uh, another former Pirate, Gavin Williams, uh, North, earlier this week through an absolute gym. Now... I'm not taking anything away from him, but I do need to mention his first two starts were against Oakland and Kansas City. Not a bad way to ease into your pro career. He is scheduled to pitch in his next start Monday against the Braves, uh, who have one of the best lineups in baseball. So I am really anxious to see that. Uh, If it goes, he's a probable starter right now. It's still a ways out. But uh, that might be his next start. But Gavin Williams, 0-0 on the year because he didn't get any run support in the game uh, earlier this week. But uh, 284 ERA now after his awesome performance against the Royals. All right, two thoughts. One, did he grow up a Braves fan? Because he grew up, you know, Fayetteville, Cape Fear, high school, that area. I wonder if he grew up a Braves fan. So that would be pretty wild if he did and he gets to go against his old team. Um, second, he has been awesome. I've always called him Nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham because, you know, he could be the wild thing every now and then, but uh, trying to get his, his fastball and his uh, eyelids in control. And I've noticed in his post-game interviews, he has gone full Nuke Lelouch big leaguer with short answers and small cliches that make him a horrible post-game interview. But they want to interview you when you do well, and so far after two starts, he's done pretty well. Uh, but you're right. It, it, you need... You need a better sample before you can make a full disclaimer. But after two starts, I mean, uh, you can't complain with him being on the fast track to the big league. Big Gav is not uh, much of a talker. And I'll, I'll always say my greatest accomplishment as an interviewer was talking to Gavin Williams for an hour here on Pirate Radio one day. Uh, I left that show. I was sweating, you know. Yeah, I, I was in the corner. Chandler was like my corner man. He was giving me water and putting my mouthpiece in. Like I was done. I, I did all I could, and uh, we got did through you it. I can check the times on it. Were you like fifty-seven minutes to three? <laughs> it was a it was a ratio similar to that. Gav's not a talker, uh, but he is a hell of a pitcher. And yeah. something I noticed, and something Garrett Saylor noticed when we had him on earlier this week. Chandler, remember we were talking about his. Uh, MLB debut in Cleveland and they kept showing the Williams family and everything and it was a home crowd it was a pretty decent crowd there in Cleveland and he was going Pete Carroll on some chewing gum and I was like man I don't remember Gavin being a huge gum guy that's got to be a nerves thing uh, I did not notice that in Kansas City Yeah, I think he I think that gum thing was yeah. calm the nerves calm the nerves and I think in KC with a bad lineup in front of him and not a big crowd and all that, and his first start under his belt, he was a lot cooler out there. Well, being on the road, I mean, look, your, your debut, you can only make one debut, right? Everybody's noticing, the family shows up. Game number two, not everybody wants tickets. This one's on the road in a less hostile environment because Kansas City's pretty docile. No, I, I think uh, he even said it in his short post-game interview that uh, he felt much more comfortable out there. All, all the jitters and all that stuff was gone. It was just back to playing baseball now. 
and uh, he was able to concentrate and locate a little bit better. And no, I think it showed. But uh, look, after, now does he continue that? But uh, but definitely, definitely the first game. You can never have back that first game, and that certainly he was hyped up by it. But he certainly made quite a difference in game two. Brian North joining us. I, I can't say I'm familiar with Jordan Cornette. Um, I did some stuff maybe with ACC Network and ESPN, but he is another uh, ESPN layoff, and I just saw that on Twitter, and uh, we were talking about that earlier. Brian, there was a time, and we did this with the NBA draft last week where we went back 30, 25 years, whatever, and we knew all the names. There was a time where I knew like every ESPN employee because that was all I watched, and now there's a million of them and couldn't tell you uh, 25% of them. Uh, but that's just getting older, but it's also how much they've expanded and doing all this other stuff, and a uh, huge layoff. Have you seen the names today, Brian? No. Well, I hope you're sitting down. I hope you're sitting down because Susie Colbert is out, and that one really hurt me. Yeah, big Susie Colbert fan. Yeah, me too. But I'll tell you, that's one of those that reeks of ageism. Um, And I don't know how much she's been out in the field lately. She was really great in the field. I don't know if she was as great as a studio host, but always was a big Susie Colbert fan. Yeah, uh, the others: uh, Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman. Uh, Tim, wait, Tim or Matt Hasselbeck? Mm-hmm. Matt. Matt Hasselbeck. Um, Steve Young on the bubble, I read. Oh. So uh, you got uh, a lot of names there out at ESPN to make way for uh, Pat McAfee's huge contract, I guess. So Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson, two of the three guys that morning show that they have, yep. are now gone. So yeah. it's Jay Wolf that, that does their morning show, I guess. That's all I ever listen to is ESPN radio. Now I never watch. So Are I, you a uh, Freddie Coleman fan, Brian? Do you know Freddie Coleman? Yeah, no, Freddie's been there a long time. Yeah. I'm a Freddie. I, I like him on the radio. I hadn't listened to ESPN radio in a long time, but I used to like listening to him at night. All right, well, there you go. The world of uh, of sports television now, and uh, interested to see where these. So uh, Chandler Shannon Sharp is gone from Fox, right? Undisputed. So is he is he staying with Fox, or is he going to jump somewhere? I mean, the the initial reports were that he was going to jump to ESPN potentially, and I mean, everybody and be on one of those screaming shows. That's what everybody was talking about. Everybody, you know, was posting memes of you know him and and Stephen A. Smith, and they were showing like Shaq and Kobe highlights. Yeah, you know. So I mean, that that's the uh, early reports right now. But other, since then, I haven't heard much. Brian, can we go back to the old days and on in afternoons instead of guys screaming at each other? Show really old wrestling, uh, like Mid South wrestling. I remember that being on ESPN when I was a kid. Just go to the guys who were funny. I, I just like hot funny highlights. I can watch over and over again Charlie Steiner laughing at <laughs> the national anthem. Uh, Carl Lewis. Yeah, and Jack Edwards with him right there. You ever seen one of the greatest ESPN clips ever is Charlie Steiner can't keep it together when Carl Lewis is butchering the national anthem. You're right. Game. That is classic. That's a great memory. Um, I it, up with Francis Offscott Key. So. <laughs> uh, by the way, if did anybody did y'all waste y'all's time watching the American Gladiators thirty for thirty? I did not. Good. No. Right. No. All right. Well, for those that did, I'm sorry. It stunk. But there's a show on Netflix now, four episodes 
an american gladiators documentary and it's awesome it's everything the 30 for 30 should have been so if you have any interest in american gladiators watch the netflix show don't watch the 30 for 30 because that was actually interesting i learned some stuff and they talked about the uh the dark side of what was going on with those giant steroid athletes and uh it was very entertaining so just throwing that out there tv recommendation for y'all on your uh fourth of july holiday week uh brian we talked about this with every guest this week let me ask you got the hot dog eating contest coming up of course on tuesday had rich shea on monday president major league eating talked about all the different events that they have sanctioned all the different foods liquids everything in between so brian north if you were going up uh, in a let's do a uh, past and present tv anchor challenge against brian bailey billy weaver we'll throw Meador in there uh chris haymeyer will make his return and brian north is not only competing but brian gets to choose the food so north what food are you choosing that you think you could beat those other guys in in an eating challenge you got to eat a lot of something in a short amount of time let me tell you now it's not my favorite but you give me Krispy Kreme donuts, I, I could eat like four dozen in three minutes. I mean, it's, those things go down so easy and smooth. Hmm. I, I would be some kind of donut challenge or Krispy Kreme donut challenge. I'd be willing to go against anybody. I know uh, Rich brought up donut holes the other day, but full donuts, that's taking it to another level. Brian's ready for a challenge. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. I, I, you'd have to have the defibrillator and the <laughs> nitroglycerin and everything ready to go on the sideline. Old people, old overweight people should not be in eating contests where you – gluttonly stuff things into your body and clog one your one left uh one artery left it's still good so good advice good advice here from brian north on a friday north uh what you got planned for the weekend and for the fourth anything going on no just hanging with the kiddos we got the little family get together sunday i'll be working monday and tuesday you know we'll sneak into firewood somewhere but no nothing nothing big you know just uh uh been replacing a um septic tank sewer line oh my so this cold and not being able to smell has come at the right time. So I get the <laughs> up, uh, get rid of the cast iron, put it in the old PVC, and get the plumbing working again. There you go. Brian North, handyman, Bob Vila of this generation. North, uh, enjoyed it as always. Have a good week. We'll, uh, we'll reconvene here in a couple weeks with you. All right. Sounds good, Clipper. There he is. Brian North, WCTI12, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Our uh, buddy Halftime Don says, just checking in, guys. Hot out here today. I just saw a dog chasing a cat, and both of them were walking. Hmm. <laughs> oh, Don. Dude. <laughs> Leave it up to Don. Joey, do you go uh, home to all your buddies and, and rip off all these dad jokes? That... Uh, nah, no. Nah? Absolutely not. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. All right. Well, well mainly because in the short time that I've been here, we've probably laughed like generally laughed at one <laughs> yeah well, you, but again yeah. there's good dad jokes out there so i always I say think, this though you don't know if it's gonna land if you don't try you gotta throw it out there exactly shoot your shot and we have at least you know you read them out you're trying but they're just at least that their game up i'm not gonna lie um eric oh wow so jamie earlier said uh, that alex flynn is starting Mm-hmm. for the for the pirates when they take home michigan eric said i got some info on flynn starting not sure how credible it is it was carved into the wall behind the urinal at 519 take it for what it's worth oh my goodness so, so that's, that's legit that's happening. legit stuff <laughs> that's not legit no. you don't think so 
Chandler thinks no, it that's, is. That's if that's, that's where I get all my sports news. That if that's and the true, uh, yeah. sleeper app. Like you know, you know, used to uh, some places still do, I guess. But when you go use the urinal, they got the newspaper up there so you can read. You well, at, at five nineteen, they've got it behind the urinal. You, that's when I found out that uh, it's that, like hot takes or whatever. Yeah, when Kurt Binkert got hurt, that's how I found out it was in five nineteen behind the urinal. <laughs> uh, by the way, we did the what ifs yesterday. I uh, got a ton of responses on that on Twitter last night. I'll read some of those when we return and talk about what ifs uh, in ECU athletics and the uh, entire world of sports. Let's take a break. More to go. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 1. Back with you after this. Night falls. Now I'm alone. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRA. Here's Clip. All right. She talks to angels. Chandler, who is the original artist of this ditty? Um, One time I heard in the late 90s, early 2000s, a commercial. They were playing a concert, and it said, The last great American rock band. Boston. The Black Crows. Why'd you do the roll your eyes, shake your head thing? What were you shaking your head at, me or? I don't think he's familiar no. with the Black Crows. I, sure I am. I just never lost. Hard to handle. Mm-hmm. Jealous again. I need a remedy, 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 remedy. But I don't like this version of it. Well, unfortunately, we can't use the real one. No. So. Thanks, YouTube. If you don't know the lyrics, you're killing me, man. I don't know the lyrics. No, you got to do it the way you normally do it. (laughs) So yesterday we did what ifs. It was a question posed by Jansen in the YouTube chat. Biggest what ifs in ECU history. We ran over a lot of them. Um, And I put it on Twitter last night and got some more. Bobby says, what if Jeff Blade doesn't make the two-point conversion versus Pitt? Do we even play in the Peach Bowl, bro? He also said, what if the Deadskins had a winning record versus the Cowboys? Would they be America's team? It was an unnecessary shot there. Dan says, what if Conference Scotty didn't blow it? And what if Dan Snyder never bought the Skins? That's a good one. Uh, Alternate universe where Dan Snyder never purchased Washington? And my life would be so much better up to this point. More positive. Uh, Josh says, what if Mike Trout came to ECU? 
what if dale had been trying to win instead of hanging back and blocking for lil e and dw i guess that's referring to the passing of dale earnhardt uh jansen said what if bo jackson didn't hurt his hip hall of famer in two sports that's a good one that is a really good one what if ecu doesn't make a miraculous comeback in the peach bowl does ecu's football culture look vastly different today jansen no i mean what no uh chandler you brought this one up yesterday byron said what if ecu didn't lose their first game in 1991 you talked about the uh penalty against illinois uh would there have been a three-way split for the natty justin said what if we spent money like we actually cared about basketball i.e not burn two million a year on baseball yikes justin simmer down bud simmer down now Troy D. Who? Well, it says Troy D slash Pirate Radio. Okay. He is a crazy super fan. Why does he have <laughs> Pirate Radio in his Twitter name? Will you contact Elon Musk and see if we can get him to change his name? What in the world? Troy D said, what if Bill Lewis didn't leave and build a dynasty here in football? I got one. At the time, we were ahead of Virginia Tech. What if Troy D never left Pirate Radio? It's a good one. Like, where will we all be today? Um, I'll tell you, we'd be in the exact same spot. <laughs> we'd be doing exactly what we're doing right now. <laughs> Nothing would change. Larry Paul King says, what if Skip would have stayed versus going to USF? Go Bulls. He said, I think we would have been the next UCF. Skip got out at the right time. He skipped out at the right time because we were losing, what, C.J. Wilson, Linville Joe. We were losing that entire D-line, that entire good defense. Yeah. The Pat Pinkney era was over, but we were getting Dominique Davis in. But, man, we were super thin on defense. I feel like Greg Hudson would have done anything with anybody. Hmm. Okay. Now, Glenn has one that I'm not familiar with, but this one sounds really – this is a great one. For ECU and for Miami, what if Norwood Van and the wide receiver hadn't collided in the end zone on the last play of the 1983 game and ECU scored the winning touchdown? ECU goes 9-2 and two and goes bowling. Miami does not play for their first national championship and possibly doesn't begin their dynasty. Wow, Glenn. Great job. A lot of dominoes there. I like the layer. That's a very layered cake. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Stewart says, what if Gardner Minshew played for a different coach other than Scotty Montgomery? What if he actually went to Alabama? Alabama to be close to family. He's not a Christian! Brian says, what if Brashad Perryman didn't make that catch? We talked about that. No consequences. Will says, what if Hartman didn't miss four field goals in the Liberty Bowl? Oh, I brought that one up too. Redbeard says, what if Chad never won the treasure chest? America would be a better place today. What is uh, Colby talking about here? What if Holden had been pulled after the shot he took against South Carolina in 2021 and never threw the interception? What's that game, Chandler? South Carolina at home. He took a shot to the arm, I guess. I have no idea. Okay. As he was getting hit. I don't know. Bill says, what if Clipster went to work for the other radio station? Don't want to talk about that. Tracy and Charles Allen, joint Twitter account, both typed this simultaneously together. Love that. What if we had been prepared for a cold, rainy weather at Temple and kicked a field goal against UCF in the same season? That would have been nice. 
that's actually a good one because that was really I I still think the downfall of ECU football. I uh, also said, what if JFK hadn't been assassinated at the hands of LBJ? Conspiracy. Really conspiracy I love about. a good conspiracy. Same. <laughs> LBJ like LeBron James. Oh dear. Oh good God. Lyndon B. Johnson. Okay. Yeah, I just stopped talking. <laughs> LeBron, who killed who? Time out, time out. Did LeBron James have something to do with the JFK assassination? That's why, like, I was so lost for words. In who killed JFK? The kids now are saying LeBron James. Michael Jordan could have done it a lot cleaner. He could have got away with it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll read more of those uh, later on. But that's good stuff. Thank y'all for participating in that. Good, uh, good discussion. Jamie's got a good one. What if Bryce never drank the superstitious beers? The superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. Superstitious Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some Panthers. We'll talk some NFL, and we'll talk some sweet, sweet fantasy when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Back with you. <laughs> Eric said, "What would happen if the mascot?" <laughs> would have changed his name to Pedo the Pirate. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty that's funny. Good, that's a good good point. P- Pedo the Pirate, named after Bill Pedo. Uh, do you want Pedo the Pirate at your kid's birthday party? Oh, <laughs> Let's I, take a break. Well, I gotta take a break. Back with you after this. In certain company You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or visit Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Jamie says, man, the hate on LeBron is out of control when he's being blamed for JFK's assassination. Chad said... He was on the grassy knoll. That one time you wish Joey didn't talk into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good pretty pretty good irving says what if i had walked on to the 1985 pirate football team our lives would be different irving if you'd have just made it out there on the field let's do some um what if chandler was the long snapper at east carolina what if national champions our lives our lives would all be different yes Tony Dunn is here. C.W. Sloan is here. Tony, what's uh, Panthers' what if? Oh, I was gonna do what if Hurricane Floyd didn't rain us out, and we had to, and we did, we played Miami here actually, and, and we might have lost that game, or yeah, or we to- tore down our own goalposts. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I like the way it turned out. How about you, CW? He wishes it went, that exactly would have happened. I went to that game with a state guy. So, well, my friend's dad was a state guy. Me and my buddy were rooting for East Carolina. But he was not happy with the way that game ended. I just know that caravan of people on the way back, which was probably the most dangerous group of drunken people driving on the way home. There was like, remember you used to have to go to Wilson still? Yeah. Like they would bypass. Through through the city. And I'm pretty sure I was in the car and we were like, it was like 70 miles an hour through Wilson. Just like, remember the so many people together. It's like a tire store. They had the big guy, the statue. You could ride by him. Paul Bunyan guy. What's your uh, Panther? what if chandler did some yesterday you got any i mean the what if i mean the first one is what if casey doesn't kick it out of bounds what if the cat uh, the jericho catchery catch was a catch catchery catch uh what if graham gano makes the field goal going into halftime that makes it so that it's a three-point game and just kind of changes the dynamics of a defensive duel in so many ways how about him making the kick at the end of the game to win it yeah then there's that one the next season i always say the next season the first game of the year what if he makes that cam takes us down fourth quarter on the road in denver maybe changes the narrative of the 2016 season and what if we wouldn't have fallen for matt fool ah man Uh, what about what about cam's uh Oh, yeah. What if Kelvin Benjamin would have just tackled that dude and so that Cam didn't run 88 yards down the field to tackle somebody because his fat receiver was too lazy to make up for his own error? But the TJ Watt shot, too. uh, Oh, yeah. What if Jerry Richardson never instituted Jeans Friday? Well, that would be sad. (laughs) Uh, I'll get to— What if he didn't have shave her legs, you mean? Uh, CW, we'll yeah. get to your Bucks what ifs in a moment. Okay. Chad says, What if Troy D never went to the Peach Bowl? <laughs> he, uh, Craig said, What if Troy D never showed his feet in his pictures? Todd with a real one. What if ALS was never a disease? Man, um, that's like, ouch. That really, I mean, ouch. That, that got real quick. Man. Way to Claire. bring the what if party. What if, way to pour an ice bucket on the what if party. <sighs> ice bucket challenge. Moronic Monday says, what up, Clip? What up, Moronic Mondays? Cool name. CW, Bucks, what ifs? Okay, I got two Bucks and I have two ACC, so I'll start with Tampa. What if Bo Jackson actually did sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Uh, promised? What's that story? So when he was coming out for the draft, Tampa Bay had the first pick, and Hugh Culverhouse is the owner, and everybody in the Tampa circles knows how much of a jerk he really was and how he was cheap and one of the really bad owners of the league for quite some time which is why the Tampa was so bad in the in the 80s and Steve Young uh, currently was the quarterback and Culverhouse goes to Steve Young and says look we gotta have this guy you gotta do your best to sell the bucks well Young was kind of halfway out the door anyway he, he wasn't a fan of the of the franchise to begin with but he said alright and so they sat down had a, a dinner together and when Hugh Culverhouse left the table to go to the bathroom he looks right at Steve Young and says I know what you're trying to do you said but you can you can stop right there I'm not signing with the bucks and knowing that that was going to happen they ended up trading the first pick 
Uh, they eventually trade Steve Young, obviously, to the 49ers. And then the pick that they get in return uh, the following year is Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> so my there question could have was, been a world that had a backfield with, Bo with Jackson, Steve Young and Bo Jackson. You know, and somebody said earlier, what if Bo Jackson never got hurt? And then yeah. that kind of goes along the same lines. He could have been a Hall of Fame running back for the Tampa Bay Then he would have never gotten hurt. Yeah. yeah. We would have all had to secretly like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, there's a lot of things that change after that. He you know? said, you got to go sell the Bucks. And that Hugh Culverhouse guy goes, I'm not selling the Bucks." So a more recent one uh, that I can recall uh, devastated is watching the NFC Championship uh, against the St. Louis Rams and knowing that we have a chance to beat this high-powered offense, uh, you know, record-breaking offense, and we do have a situation in quarterback, but we managed to get all the way down to the red zone, and the referees decide to screw it up, and Bert Emanuel catches the ball hits the ground, and from that point forward where they called it a no catch, every catch after that for the next 23 years is considered a catch, and it starts with Bert Emanuel. They changed the rules because of that catch. I remember. That was an ugly game. Ricky Prohl had a touchdown, a big touchdown the only for touchdown. the Rams. It's the, only the only touchdown. touchdown. And, uh, 11 to 6. And that Rams went on to beat the Titans? Correct. In the Super Bowl? But that should have been the, the Buccaneers, and if we play... But then the Bucks win one two the following years later. Year, well, two years later, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, Patriots win the next year, and then we win the year after that. Yeah. All right, so my ACC, what's oh, yeah. Can I go with them? Yeah. Uh, what if we don't get the lob in 1983? What if he doesn't catch it? What if he doesn't throw it? For instance, That's a State, long way! And he doesn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last one I have uh, going after watching... Well, what, there's a lot of state ones there. Like, what if they didn't get in trouble for the... What was it? A shoe thing? Yeah, it, it's what so funny. What if Valvano yeah, didn't the, get sick? The amount of... Oh, gosh, that's that's something... Then we wouldn't about. have had the greatest speech in one of the history of... In the history of the a planet. A lot of changes, yeah. Um, but... But no, going back to the um, to that NC State tournament or the ACC tournament or NCAA tournament that year, there were so many games in that in that in those rounds where it came down to a couple of free throws. I think we only beat out uh, by more than double digits one team in that entire tournament, and that's actually going back to the ACC tournament where we had to beat uh, Carolina and Virginia. Obviously, Wake Forest, not a state guy, but uh, that might be the best one of my. Well, it's not the best, but top three to five, thirty for thirties. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. What if Justin Timberlake wouldn't shame Britney Spears and then she wouldn't be crazy now like she is? Poor girl. Oh, you were going to say, what if he didn't expose Janet Jackson's blue? Well, that's what took me on that road is first was, what if there was no malfunction? But then I was thinking, wait a second, there's something else here with Justin Timberlake. And he's he gone on to be a superstar. And she... And I've always been, had a soft spot for Britney, so it's not a criticism. But, man... You watch her Instagram and see What is Britney doing with her life? <laughs> who? Britney. Britney who? Britney who? Spears. Spears. What is she doing with her career? <laughs> what is this, bro? Why do we care at this point? That is from the key moments of a SEC Saturday night football game where they're about to attempt the game-winning field goal. And Mike Patrick, out of nowhere, brings up Britney Spears. And his Shirley, broadcast partner is confused at everything happening. That's why Shirley is the pro of pros right there. <laughs> what is she doing with her life? Look, I can't see her. She probably has the most disinterested... Fa- <laughs> yeah, look at that. That's a pros, pros move over there. Britney who? Spears! 
years. Who? <laughs> I didn't know Justin Timberlake. The kick is good. Yeah, no, it really was. It was like Georgia and somebody. <laughs> and uh, just nuts, man. Uh, you just got you just got me on the, the kick is good one. Uh, what if it's not wide right? Bills win one. Laces oh, out. Wow. Yeah. That changes everything about those guys. Yep. But the other ACC, when I, and this guess kind of goes into uh, pop culture as well. What if Michael Jordan does not get on the plane to Oregon and sign with Nike? Have you seen it? He was all about, I've seen it, yeah, absolutely. Is that good? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And he signs with Converse and said, which is what he wanted to do. Yeah. Like that That, was. That changes uh, pop culture, not just the Bulls or Michael Jordan or anything, you know. That's a good one. Um, Because he was. What if Sonny Vaccaro wasn't as determined, you know? Right. But I mean, his his mom and literally then, is the reason why he got on the plane. He was not. He wasn't going to Portland. So if to, he were going to buy a Jordan, Jordan shoe, it would be a white shoe with a red star, like every other Converse, basically, right. and it right. would not be as cool as they. You don't think be. they would have come up with something cooler? I don't know. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson just had regular ass Converse, which is oh, amazing. Man. You know, when you know Michael gone Jordan, Reebok. Well, you, that's how they got them too. They designed a shoe for him. And not just another Nike shoe, basically. And right. the shoe could not be worn uh, legally on the court because you needed to have the majority of it white. So but, that was the selling point. Nike said, all right, we'll just pay the fine every single time. And so, so he the, had a unique shoe. The commercial came everybody. out and said it's so good that even the NBA won't let him wear it. And yeah. then people were like, what? And then, oh, wow. You gotta watch that, the movie. You could not. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, I'm going to watch it. That's good. Watch any Black Mirror lately? Uh, yeah, I've watched a couple, and that's why I sent you that clip, is because that, oh, that thing is exactly what they're talking about, is what happens if you give, you animate a computer and then torture it, right? Because they are, that was a pretty wicked episode, and Fat, da- Fat Damon is- We're talking about USS to- Callister episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, wild. Uh, but I got a show recommendation for you. Okay. Sprung. Have you seen this? I don't think so. It's on Freevee. It's incredible. It's only eight episodes or nine episodes. It's a comedy. You know, I'm not even the comedy guy. It is so good. Okay. I'll check it out this weekend. Who's in it? Um, I could tell you. Well, you'll recognize a couple of people in it, but you, I couldn't tell you their names. All right. I will. Uh, I'll look at that. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Got a lot accomplished that segment. We'll talk uh, NFL. What if we would have talked about sports? <laughs> uh, NFL. All we got in the news is people being suspended for gambling, basically. That's it. Um, I think we should suspend anybody here who's not gambling. How about that? Let's reverse it. Oh, wow. I got a Panthers headline here. Uh, it's not worth talking Big signing. Taylor Stallworth. It's big because he's fat. Fat! Uh, We'll talk a little fantasy football, NFL, and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. You can continue to send in your what-ifs as well, if you like. Uh, We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. You know what I might do tomorrow, CW? Yes. Might do a uh, might do a draft. How many drafts? <laughs> how many fantasy football drafts have you done so far? You've done since last week. So last week you were at zero. What are you at today? Going on nine. 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 And nine again, times. these are the. Um, best ball, all of them, yeah. Draft where you you draft and you're done. Right. There are no roster moves. Nope. There are, you don't even set your lineup. It automatically takes your top quarterback, top couple running backs, so on and so yep. forth. And each week, one one uh, underdog and DraftKings are the two sites that I use. One has 18 players. One has 20. So you know it's a little bit of a difference there, and then you've also got tournament versus cash lineups, and so that's going to change things a little bit too. So I got a little bit of both on them. All right, um, real quick, I want to do this too. We were talking, and CW, you uh, you're wearing a Nirvana shirt today, and not the NFL Shield, but uh, you never are mind, a big mind, don't worry about it. NFL guy. Um, we were talking earlier about the ESPN layoffs, which got us talking about NFL pregame shows. Yeah. Do you so? What do you do on a Sunday morning before one o'clock? What do you watch? It's a good question. Uh, because Thank DFS is such a big part of of what I do. They're they're two different, actually one different, one separate place that I get all my information. I'm leading up to it, and that information usually translates to some degree with the season long. But because I'm only doing two season long uh, drafts with you know with you guys and some buddies of mine in Raleigh, I'm I'm focused. 90%, 95% on DFS, which is probably why I never watch. So, who do you watch? So, what do you watch? <laughs> it, it is a. Is it all online? It, it is a YouTube. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Uh, well, who are it's they? It's called Sto- Stochastic. He do not want to tell us. No, I'd be happy to. I want to know. I'm going to subscribe right now. I need some help. But I can tell you, they do a little. They do They do some with your season long stuff, but primarily you're going to listen to them from 10 to 1 with your DFS questions and DFS information. There are they, so amazing. many options. Like I These guys are the, the best, though. I watch the Barstool pregame show. It's got Deion Sanders on it, and just because it's kind of funny and I like hearing what they say, but I watch that on on uh, YouTube or whatever. I'll flip it over to um, maybe the fantasy show on ESPN right. or something like that. I'll just kind of flip around. But like back in the day, you were you loyal to either um, Fox or – CBS. It was always uh, the ESPN, ESPN fantasy show with yeah. Matthew Barry, and then how about before that though? Uh, before that, there's really whatever you could find. You couldn't find much on the internet. No, that's point. what I'm saying. Did oh, you yeah. like CBS, was, Fox, or ESPN? ESPN, and then NFL they were always ahead of fantasy yeah. football. So I mean, uh, but even then, I, I did like the the people for ESPN who were on the shows. You know, well, also, I think I've always liked ESPN the best out of that. Yeah, and ESPN, Fox is usually the least of my favorite ESPN covered it all whereas Fox was um, basically NFC and CBS right. was AFC right. so ESPN right. kind of covered everything um, all right, long ago. all right let's all right put together your all-time I need a studio host a quarterback a four okay so studio host you got um, you got James Brown 
No. Yeah. Kurt, uh, Kurt Menefee. Is that his name? Yeah. Not, not uh, you've got, I guess, Rich Eisen now. NFL. It's pretty good. ESPN is... I, I did NFL. Ponder. Okay. I was like, he didn't do ESPN, but he did. He's obviously... NFL Network. NFL Network. Yeah, I, I like Rich. All right. So, Rich is your studio. Um, I would go JP. Well, no. I, actually, I'm, I know this is not... He could be annoying sometimes, but he actually... His I hear is, Rich Eisen is a jerk. You heard that, Tony? Yeah. Who told you that? Like, people that have been on his show. They told you that? Well, I heard them, <laughs> I heard them on podcasts talking uh, about it. That Rich Eisen's a real jerk. You know what they say about me, Tony? <laughs> well, <duh. laughs> You're the one telling Actually, people that I'm a jerk. They, as in you mean me? <laughs> You're right. I do know what they say. They, I. It's mine. Believe right. it or not, Who Ber- you got? Berman actually, and I know that now, sounds did like he host it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. I love Berman. Um, and... Burp, burp, burp. I'm taking away, yeah, the stuff that he, the shtick that he sometimes does, and what he did on the uh, Sports Center shows. Those, are, that's not. The, I love that too. Yeah. I hate that it's become cool to hate on Berman. No, no, no. CW, hey, can I borrow a Sloan? Is that what he would? Tony, say? stick a fork in me. I'm done. Fine. Clip. I'm a jerk, Brock. No, I, I, I thought I love Berman growing up. I thought my favorite all time show was freaking NFL Primetime right. with yeah. Berman and TJ. I know. Great. Yeah. I hate when they used to throw in Bill Pito and Stuart Scott. But it has Give become, me the Berman and it has become hip to hate on Berman sure. over the last. It's like, he's like Nickelback, and maybe it's partially because I met both of them. Uh, but Thomas Jack, actually TJ, I actually <laughs> funny story that I yeah, met him in the I met him in the urinal <laughs> in the oh, bathroom. Wow. So, did yeah. you talk to him? I I did embarrassingly, <laughs> and it was not the best time to have a so conversation. So were you? Uh, he was right next to me, and it was like by the time of the conversation, I was like, "What the hell did I do? Try to talk to him? Water's cold, isn't it? Yeah. Let's talk about this though. Well, I mean, so <laughs> that's your you only say? shot. I mean, you could have if y'all finished at the same time. You could have done it. At right. the sink. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> but you take your shot. You shoot your shot. Do you say, "Hey, Mr. Jackson. Hey, Tom." I said, "Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is a great evening." And this was during the gold jacket dinner uh, that I'd gone to one year. And he was like, "Yeah, it's great." And then I turned and kind of looked. I was like, "Making sure I'm my right? Is it? Is it?" And that's the weird thing. You, you, you have to look. Really, you have to look. I y'all made eye contact. Yeah. That's when it got weird. <laughs> Fortunately, they did have some uh, partitions. You know, they weren't completely open. But uh, I also realized he wasn't that tall. I was actually around his height. And I, he just seemed a little taller than I thought. Well, let's see what you're working there with. <laughs> yeah. The- um, all right. So you got Berman. Name a quarterback. You Steve got- Young. Loved him. He's really good. Steve Young is no, amazing. He's Strong not. disagree. Oh, Steve God. Really he talks. Good. He's such a moral so high smart. horse. Mm. I'm worried about him. I think he's got He's intelligent. Stuff. Really? Yeah, he's a. So you're taking him over Bradshaw, Boomer Assassin. 100 percent over. Oh, I hate both uh, of those guys. 100 percent over Boomer. These aren't. Who are the I'd other? I take. Tro- I mean Troy. Troy. Aitman. Well, he's not. He's not a studio guy. Though. He's a oh, color studio, man. Studio. Yeah. Studio. Uh, I, I like Steve. It's. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not, I can't take him any others. I'm trying to think of quarterbacks in the. All right, let's do a coach. You got Jimmy Johnson. You got Bill Cowher. He's good. He's got Rex Ryan. No. (laughs) He's great. I take his brother. Cowher's really good. Yeah. And the problem is I don't listen to him much because he's on CBS. Yeah. But. I like Cowher. Yeah, Cowher's. Cowher's I like uh, the coach Bill. Bill Bellick? Bellick? Brian Bellick. Brian, Brian Bellick. Yeah. Have you watched good. the Ravens 30 for 30 yet? No. no I, told you. I gotta watch You'll that. like him even more. 
Yeah. He is a real. You want to talk about jerks? The bullies. He puts me and Rich Eyes into shame. He makes Steve yeah. Young look like a nice guy. The slight difference is he knows he's a jerk. He doesn't care. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he kind of flies. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Uh, Tony, any Panthers news? Uh, no, no. We uh, the oh, their their show's still rocking the the blueprint, and they the the episodes that have come out recently, episodes two and three are really pretty well put together. So, what are they focusing on? What Second episode was on uh, free agency, and the, it moves really quickly, but still gives you kind of the kind of cool insight of what you're hoping for. Miles Sanders comes in here, and he's saying this is Deuce, his familiarity with Deuce Staley is important. He said, Deuce will never let you run out of bounds without taking a hit. You are going to get that extra yard. And he said, let's put on, he's ready to put on a show. So I like to see that he's believing in himself a lot. And then you got uh, Bradley Bozeman, who is becoming uh, really uh, arguing. He's like catapulting into the fan favorite, like a Ryan Khalil former center is one of those guys that was just so beloved by the fan base. And then I was trying to figure out. You know, there's some cool stories there. You're seeing DJ Shark. You're seeing Hayden Hurst a little bit. But they finished out the episode with Adam Thielen. And he's over there. And, you know, you're looking at how charismatic, how professional he is, how hard he's working on everything. And then we asked this big question on the show this week. Is he savvy or is he slow? Because they had this one clip where he's sitting beside DJ Shark. He's like, man. I mean, he's working hard. He's he's grunting. He's this and that. And he's like, man, I could, I feel like I could throw up. And DJ Shark looks at him, and he's just on one knee. And he's like, man, I thought we were going to play seven more t- t- games of tag. Dad. I mean, he didn't say those words, but it was just like this kid looked like he could keep playing and playing. His dad over here struggling. So is he savvy or slow was the question I asked on the podcast. Can he finds in that second half of his career the ability to continue to be productive in ways that other receivers have some that have been some of the greatest that larry fitzgerald comes to mind we looked up larry fitzgerald's stats put that uh, he's a first moment hall of famer talk about first not first ballot first the moment they say his name on the piece of paper it's going to turn into a gold jacket he's probably under appreciated i don't know about underrated but just because he was not loud and out there right right and he was so consistent his worst season was still like better than 85 percent of receivers it was like 800 yards still or something didn't get hurt a lot either did he no he played 17 years or 17 seasons had nine or 11 1000 yard seasons Mm -hmm. Uh, 33, when he was 33, which is the same year, same age Adam wow. Thielen is, he reels off. Look, uh, this one. He's 33 in 2015. Look at his 2015 season. Two, three years in a row. Catches. 100, yeah, 110 catches, basically. 1,200, 1,000, 1,100. This guy was a monster, dude. How about this? So he missed three games in 06, two game or one game in 07, two games in 14, and then three games this final year, and that's it for his entire career. Played 16 games every other season. That is incredible. I love seeing the uh, video clips of him in high school where he was the ball boy for the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Randy oh, Moss. Yeah. Moss and, and uh, Carter. And they, oh, wow. They did all kinds of research on how he really learned from them and they were in the in the 
uh, in Minneapolis working the, work, working with him before he went to Pitt. It's just it's interesting cool. me to see these players, the, some of the greats, not all of the greats, because some of the greats have just been, they had these moments where they were just so much better than everybody. But the way to evolve and adapt as your natural skill set changes you know and that was the big question that i continued and i know we're always going to go back to cam when i'm here but it was the talk of like could he which he didn't you know and that is could you could he step into that next phase of his career where he does become the more present pocket passer or something to that effect is like is lamar going to be able to do that is and those players that can do that are the ones that turn into the super greats. And I think Fitzgerald is a great example of that is because he used to, he would smoke you. He was a big play guy. He could do everything. But then late in his career, he still... He was basically a tight end like his last Mm -hmm. three or four seasons. Yeah. And still was productive. Speaking of receivers, um, how do you guys feel about the DeAndre Hopkins saga right now with Titans and Patriots? They offered a contract. The Browns and Panthers are not reported to be lurking. Yeah, um, that's been a it's a hot debate on what he could do for a team, uh, particularly uh, Carolina. I know. Look, is Carolina fans right now? I'm in the thick of. I'm one of them. I hang out with them every week, and there is a crazy optimism with this fan base right now, where it's like, holy cow! It's like I mean, they're like ten games or bust type thing and i mean they're like yeah give us d hop and we're super bowl contenders can i be debbie downer real quick well i mean we've got some of them on the show so sure just from a d hop standpoint does he want like if he has the options would he rather go and catch balls from deshaun watson again did he play with him yeah, yeah. Absolutely. or a rookie quarterback who reminds him a lot of kyler murray you know what i'm saying like he's, yeah well because of the size, the size everything uh, I think is that if he could meet Bryce Young, he would say that they're polar opposites of a Kyler Murray and oh, his game sure. isn't reminiscent. Yeah. That's a great question though. But here's the thing is would he rather take away the Browns? And you also have to remember it's like the Browns play in a tough division, it seems like. It's not like it's just gonna walk but that is the appealing one. Right? But the Patriots Mac Jones and nobody. Nah. You need to look up over the cap for the how many for the salary cap. If you look at next year's salary cap for the New England Patriots, they have like a hundred and eighty. They, like, they don't have a single player. They're just gonna be like they have to go field a brand new team. It's wild. Um, so no, I think that's a good point. Well, but I would say I would put us above the Patriots. I would put us above the Texans. And below the Browns, if he just wanted uh, that kind of opportunity, um, and I, I do like, I think the um, D Hop washed discussion is too uh, overborn, too too heavy. I don't think he's washed. I think there is some question about why was he on the P. A lot of people said he was recovering from an injury, and that was like his attempt to try to get back faster. You know, and so Probably I don't. I mean, like he, he's still super productive. He's even if he can't run as fast, and he's not. Look, if Thielen's thirty three and we're out there paying that dude, this guy's thirty or thirty one or something. But you're looking at it for he and Dalvin Cook in the same uh, perspective, and that is we're talking about late June right now. Their agents are very smart in trying to let them realize that hey, any one of these really elite players in late July could go down. 
right? So, let, oh, yeah, and, and I don't want year. this to happen. But let's say, let's say Stephon Diggs, something happens to him, and then he's out for an extended period of time, or even the season. Now, all of a sudden, Buffalo is looking at, wait a minute, we can still win a Super Bowl if we come and take yeah, a D. player I. like him, and and that goes for the same for Dalvin Cook. And so they're they're being so completely smart and patient. Wait. Absolutely, yeah, and don't rush it. Maybe no not need. even worry about getting a training. Camp. These are veterans. Who <laughs> yeah, skip, don't that's need smart it. too, right? Yeah. Skip training kit. I mean. Uh, and, and Dominican Sue said this the other day. He's like, man, I ain't what I want to go yeah. to. And when you're hiring a mercenary, yeah. you don't really need it. Somebody, the, the, we talked about this on the show a lot, and it was like uh, the two questions that are facing the Panthers right now when it comes to D-Hop is, will he impede the development of other players at a time where you're trying to get reps to figure out who you got for some of these other guys? And at the cost of, like, then he's not going to be around in the future. So is it better to try to do something now or to grow in a more natural way and then the other was oh some people said the team chemistry a leader and bringing in somebody uh this feel is like if he comes in late and all this and i was like i don't think that's what you hire these old hats for you don't hire them to be a team leader or something like that you bring them in because you know that they have had the reps that they do know what to do and that's why you trade for guys mid-season. You don't go mid-season. Go for, I mean, he didn't go to training camp. He didn't go through the trenches with us. All right. Tony Dunn joining us. CW, um, we'll take a break. So when we return, you've been in some drafts already. Could you name a guy that's going, in your opinion, early, earlier than you think he should be going in your drafts? And could you name a player you like to get late in these drafts? Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Also, while we're talking Panthers and skill guys and Sanders and Thielen, I'll ask you about, in your opinion, how fantasy relevant are the Panthers? And we'll kind of go one by one on some of their skill guys. So we'll do that when we return Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 64,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. One more segment to go with our NFL crew here on a Friday. As uh, Tony Dunn and I talk NFL every Friday, and usually on Fridays, Chad will send a Titans-related tweet. He says, I love how Tony totally overlooks the Titans in the D-Hop saga. We overlook the Titans in everything. Yeah, I was like, we shouldn't have read this tweet. <laughs> we should have overlooked that tweet. Uh, Titans, well, who's their quarterback? Ryan Tannehill is still there. He's he's owed 24 to $30 million this year, so they couldn't get rid of him. They but have the, three the, terrible quarterbacks. But the reason why you're thinking about Tennessee is the same reason why you're thinking about Carolina. All you really need to do is get through essentially one team in that division. 
and you're in the playoffs. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not because of the quarterback or how good or bad the team is. It's if he really wants to get to the well, postseason, that, that's an option. What does he care about? Does he care about that? We will know in, in August. If he wants to catch about money. 130 balls, he should go to New England because they don't have anybody else. Well, he, he cares, cares about the $15, 20000000 million. It's the paycheck. Well, okay. Well, is that well, we going to be that. equal everywhere? Or? We don't know that. Yeah. Like, what if it's equal everywhere? What puts him over the he top? He announced the list quite some time ago. I know one of them was like, he, the team needs to have a he championship want a, caliber defense. Yeah, I wanted a That's veteran pres, veteran presence quarterback, which is why I thought That's Panthers Tennessee. were always like scratched out. But yeah, I am then, still uh, thirsty. Just the ability nice to reference. compete. And a coach that's done it before. He's actually finished first in the AFC two years ago. He actually told his agent to take me to another land. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> uh, Indianapolis and Houston are both indoors. We got a question for CW. Um, in a non-PPR league, what's your opinion on draft order for positions? Draft order. Can you clarify that? All right, here's a question. So, so I think he probably means like, should you attack wide receivers, quarterbacks for? So like, you like Jefferson number one overall? How right. about in a non-PPR league? Still Jefferson? Yep. And and the reason is the two quarter two running backs I'm taking in the first round period and, and no more. I know B. John Robinson is a, is a discussion, but I'm not doing that. The two running backs you're talking about are also pass catchers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler yeah. have value in the passing game, and so... But not in it, a PPR. It, it is, well, they still have value, but not not, uh, not nearly as much. as much as a full point. You want Derrick uh, Henry there? You want Nick Chubb? What about Nick Chubb? I'm there? still taking the receivers in a full point. Just they're The difference between the running backs and receivers right now is just too significant. All right. I am in a draft lottery type thing about an hour and 12 minutes from now, CW. Mm-hmm. what? And this is a keeper league, so it's kind of tough to say. But let's say you're in a redraft league and you get to pick your spot. Where's the best spot to draft this year? I like the same positions as I, as last year where I think I told you this on the show last week uh, that the number three position actually had in uh, you take all the different major places where people were drafting ESPN and uh, DraftKings and, and Underdog the number three position was the most won in terms of the cash games in terms of the standard leagues and what does I feel this the same redraft way. mean? Redraft is, is like, what, there's no keepers there it's like a Blake oh, okay so it's we not just, best we ball. just do it every year Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. play like that. I don't do keep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. right. So let's just call it a redraft because uh, you're doing that every year. But the, I'll, to answer your question, I really like the top four, and I even can go into the six. What I don't like, I don't really like the turn this year in the eleven and twelve, unless it's a best ball and you're trying to win a tournament because there are some receivers that you compare together when you correlate them for weeks fifteen through seventeen in the tournament. But if you're talking about redraft, I do not like those mid rounds. I do like uh-huh. one through four. I like five and six after that, and then I don't mind uh, the the uh, eleven and twelve. If you're talking about the, the the eight and nine is where seven eight nine is where you really get into a little bit of a difficult mm-hmm. situation All for right. that. So my season's already over. Where are you drafting? <clears throat> I'm seven out of twelve in the PPR league. Okay, you're done. You're in a PPR. Yeah, yeah but I won last year. So okay, so yeah, now it's, you, you can win off of any position. It's it's all going to be based. Are on you in a league where somebody's going to stupidly take a quarterback in the first six picks? Uh, in the first six, no. Okay. No, we got some because I'm the commissioner, and I just did the uh, draft order recently out of you know picking names out of a yeah. pot or whatever. 
and the first six are one of our like most smart guys yeah so in ours we pick our numbers and then you get to choose like if your name comes out of a hat you choose your position right that kind of thing and there's there's no downside that's how we do it well and oh and the the other one okay there's no downside to that (laughs) would you like to do it that way i'm unprepared for our league i'm like i don't even know that i I am too according to yahoo we don't even have a league right now so i'm going to yahoo that's the app you guys play on we're going to sleep oh yeah i love yahoo me too. I, I'm an old I, man. I did. I always, that's, I've that's always enjoyed. I enjoyed. <laughs> what do you play on? If you uh, say ESPN, you're just worse. No, no. Hold on. I'm, we're not worse. He doesn't know the site. But yeah, I'm on ESPN. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> ESPN is just easier to navigate. What a sheep. Uh, and I, I just no. don't like the way Yahoo looks. I can't look. I no. love that I'm a boomer for playing fantasy. And on then Yahoo. he went. And then he went on ESPN. That's fun. Like, that's funny. I know that, that it's old, but like that's what I'm used to. I've played it they for probably next sense, season. They probably censor your chat up there. Well, I, Tony, aren't you? Are you talking about yeah. sleeper? Yeah. So Tony, it's a good app. Is I guess our our league's on it. This Thank year, you. yeah, it's pretty awesome. It is and a this, good app. Th- it's perfect for us because of this, whatever the keeper, the, the keeper draft, stuff. and the draft, and that, the slow draft, the slow draft, which you love. Except what I love I'll, about the sleeper is like you can you can go and do your own mock drafts within like ten minutes. I'll up you one clip. I, 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 I did it before the internet, where I actually had to take the USA Today on Monday and Tuesdays and just oh, add, it up, add it up on notebook paper. Classic, love it. All right, um, let's talk Panthers fantasy relevancy. Who's the first Panther taken off the board this Miles year? Miles Sanders, yeah. When is he going? His ADP is in the 60s, so you're talking about, uh, you know, if you're talking about a 12-team, you're talking Third about... Round? You, no, no, no. Well, way later. 60s, 12, uh, what, 36? So, sixth round? <laughs> yeah, fifth or sixth round. <laughs> Math was yeah. a little off there. Yeah. <laughs> I teach English, but I think I'm right about that. I think it is, you know, fifth or sixth round. But, yeah, it, it's, he's going around guys like Dalvin Cook, who doesn't have a team, uh, which... You can understand what that. What a slap uh, in the face that is. DeAndre Swift is That's another player you're taking. That's a slap in the face. What? The, I don't even it, know where he plays at now. The NFC champions? He's in Philly. He's in Philly. Okay. Uh, Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins. Those are the players that are being picked around here. All stupid. Miles Sanders is in the same boat as Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins? Know, I'm telling you, dude. This is the guy this year. He is going are you sure you want to do this, Tony? I do it every year. <laughs> I do I'm it. not going to stop you, man. Every year. Oh, man. Go ahead and get I'm excited. I'm first round. Get excited. <laughs> uh, what what pass catcher do you want on your roster? None. I, I have no... I, I literally... In, in the drafts that I've done, and I've only done a couple of 12-man... Uh, I haven't seen many go in the top, you know, 10 or 11 picks. So, yeah. 10 or 11 rounds, excuse me. So, yeah, you're you're picking them way late. Gosh. Ouch. Uh, so I guess that's it. You're not drafting Bryce Young. Uh, you will in uh, like a keeper we league. We are in our league. Yeah. What about Hayden Hurst? He's not even like a low-end type. Well, I mean, he shouldn't go Miles Sanders, he's a, Bryce Young, totally, to pair him. Totally. He's a, he's a very low-end back-end, back up to your starter. But, I mean, or if you have a three tight ends and you want to take him in a, in a redraft season long, I mean, just some of these guys right now, we just don't know really where they're where they're going to perform and what they're going to do. So I think that is a good question, though, Tony. What will the distribution of receptions look right. like for the Panthers this year? Well, like, what's th- the pecking order? He is going to be – I mean, they think of him as a point guard. So, I mean, I think that nobody – I don't think anyone is going to get a ton of volume. Which hurts fantasy. Now, CW likes the daily fantasy. Yeah. Maybe you sneak in a Thielen one week, or, you know, but for a cheap price. Yeah. There's and, touchdown yeah. value with Thielen. 
there's breakout potential value with Terrace Marshall Jr. So, I mean, these are late, late picks in the receiving core. I'm not saying anybody deserves, like, any respect out of there. But I do think that Bryce Young is an interesting question for a league like ours. A league like ours, we have to win next year. Right with the with the keeper league is that's the only way because Justin Jefferson is kept. You're like, oh well, you know what? I want to change my whole strategy this year, which I am. I'm not picking a running back. Go ahead and tell you, I'm not going to do it. Do not let me do this. You're, You're not Miles Sanders. Oh, right. dang it! <laughs> First round. Wait, I'll save him for second round. All right. But the point is, is like even if I try to change my strategy, Kelsey's kept. Like these people, and so you have to nail somebody deep in our league to yeah. really. I mean, it's, it's an unfair. Tony advantage. just wants to bring up how he drafted say. Alvin Kamara in the fifteenth round his rookie year, and the last year he was available to keep him won a championship. I won the championship. It was all built around Alvin Kamara. So our draft is wow. huge on rookies, second year guy. Really, how about like second year guys that maybe struggled that. For some reason, we like these new rookies more than the guys drafted last year. So you kind of, kind of look at the weeds. And interestingly, in the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers will have the fewest draft picks uh, in the first twelve rounds than any of the NFC South teams, even though they could feasibly be better when it's all said and done. Rashad because, White, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin are all going to go yeah. ahead of the next guy for Carolina. I mean, that's, well, that's I mean, going to that happen. Sense for, How about um, the Saints? for the Saints, you're going to have Chris Olave is going to go in the yeah. second round. Uh, and, second round? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. 100%. Okay. Yep. Uh, you've got uh, at least two players, Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson, who are yeah, going to go that's true. Before, my, before Miles Sanders goes. So it's the not about respect. No, it's not about how I love bad it. the team I love is. It. Uh, you know, it, hey, welcome to the club. Washington's right. been a fantasy boring team forever since RG three missed his leg up. Like yeah. we got Terry McLaurin and then a mess in the backfield. So what if RG three wouldn't have messed his leg up? That's right. There's a what yeah. if for you. Um, CW, who's a player going too early? You think in the drafts so far? Uh, and if you're talking about half point PPR, which uh, underdog for best ball is, uh, I don't like where Jameer Gibbs is going. The rookie out of Detroit. Um, he is going to get a good amount of receiving yards and the catches, but you also have the point where he's actually going to be sharing carries, especially in the goal line with David Montgomery. And if you look at the pattern of how Detroit, you know, carried uh, their running backs, God, very similar. Right. Uh, I had De- Swift. DeAndre Swift, when he was on the field, was electric, but it was the, the amount of times he either got hurt or they did not use him. No miles. And Jamal Sanders. Williams had a career high in touchdowns. 18 touchdowns, and I believe 12 of them were on the one or the two yard line, yeah. which I think was the most in NFL history. All right, so Gibbs for that one. Who is uh, a value late you've been seeing? Um, so I want to ask a question. A quarterback that I do think will crack inside the top 10, and right now he's going at the 13th, is Geno Smith. And when mm. you look at the positions that they've Throws put, the prettiest ball in the league, Tony. Well, I, I wouldn't draft them. I think Holton Ehlers is going to probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might that might entice him to play even better. Geno Smith <laughs> drafted pushed. ahead of Bryce Young. That's what's going to happen. Geno he should. He is going to be. It's, it's not even. Why? 5,000 yard season? Tony, can I just say I'm glad the old Tony's back? The all in Panthers guy? Like, this is giving me flashbacks. I like this, right. Tony. <laughs> But with Noah Fant in his second year, JSN being drafted, the receivers are still healthy. I know uh, Lockett's a little older, but man, he still produces. And then you have a backup running back to to go. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, Charbonnet's looking really good. So, this is the type. 
But Charbonnet is the backup running back. The rookie from UCLA who is now... Backing up Kenneth Walker, who's only in his second red year. Red wines over Chardonnay. Very good. Uh, so you like the value of Gino, You're not right? I, I do like think a, he's an, a, a. He could potentially be a starter for a redraft team. I don't. I would not do a, for best ball, obviously, but he would definitely be a good second uh, quarterback that you would take. When, like, like I said, right now he's going as the thirteenth quarterback, and I definitely think he could be in the top ten. So you're talking about pretty good uh, value in terms of where he's being drafted at this particular time. Could he regress the mean? My question is this, is for someone who comes in here at the last second every week, I mean, last second, I'm walking in the door at four o'clock. You're doing a lot of work over there, CK. I feel like we should honor it. What do you want to talk about on that sheet right there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got one minute. (laughs) I was sleeping. So I'll give you one more uh, guy who I think is going to go higher than where he's being drafted, and that's Mike Evans. And please don't call that a homer pick. Right now, how where would you where would you think he would finish as what receiver in the top forty five to fifty receivers? Where could you see him? 15, 12. He is going right now the thirty seventh wide receiver taken. Well, and you that's all the quarterback, of the quarterback is. I it's guess. Baker Mayfield, but yeah. but in a best ball situation, do you need for him to produce? 15 fantasy points every single week. You That's don't. fine. We're not playing best ball. Okay. And a lot of the listeners don't play best right? ball. So how about that? How so about that? He would be your he would be a really good number Catch three. Catch me outside. So he's around where he's going like I still think in a, he's in a be in the I still think a num- for a number two he's still solid. Yeah, he's just not the number one that everybody he's claims old. he is. Well, he's old, but let's let's think about it this way: he's got a record right now. He would like it to continue. He wants to go to the Hall of Fame, and the record is nine straight seasons of a thousand yards. Nine. Every year That's he's in the incredible, league. Incredible, dude. And and for him to get the he's his, already in the Hall of Fame. Then. For him for him to get his tenth, he just needs to get that in a thousand yards. And you're talking about where he's drafted at seventy one. It's doable. Is he really a Hall of Fame? So if you got nine 1,000 yard seasons in a that's all he has every year. One Super Bowl. Well, that's 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 gold jacket, wow. bro. And on top of that, that poor guy saw a baker come in. Not straight, goes, by the oh, way. Oh god, there gotta, goes my tenth. We gotta go. Uh Jamie did ask about Alec Pierce. He's a Colts fan. Colts receiver, yes. Is he uh relevant? Uh he's I mean, he's a number two for Indianapolis. So where does that place him? You're talking about now they have a running quarterback. I don't think he's somebody you would have to target, but there are va- there is value for him in the in the double digit rounds. All right. CW Round enjoyed it, man. Have a good fourth. Uh Thank real you. quick. If y'all were in a food eating competition, <laughs> like the hot dog contest, what would you eat a lot of in a short amount of time, Tony? Chips and salsa. Oh yeah, you answered the other day. Chips and salsa. How about you, CW? Mm. What competition could you win? Wings. All right. Traditional buffalo, buffalo wings. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, Doritos. Could also do Dorito. Oh god, I got heartburn. Regular, just regular Dorito. Thinking about that. Sweet chili. The purple bag. The purple purple bag bag. Doritos for Tony My kids love it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Enjoyed it. We'll uh, see you guys in a couple weeks. Have a good fourth. Take a break. Come back. Morgan Ehlers, DJ Captain Morgan, will join us. The voice of Dottie Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum. Got that. And a great giveaway. Free Beer Friday. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open at 11 a, uh, Excuse me, open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Great tune from Oasis. Everybody sing along. It's a classic. Uh, You mentioned tiebreakers. You go in there at the right time, on the right night, or maybe even for the right lunch, you'll see DJ Captain Morgan, Morgan Aylers, who joins us now on the Pirate Radio Live line. Morgan, how you doing today, sir? What's up? It's the 4th of July weekend, man. It's a great time, great time to be in America, being from America. Being from America, as uh, Morgan Aylers joins us today. Looking forward to that, Morgan, and the uh, a little week off here at Pirate Radio. And once we get back, we'll be in uh, still early, but mid-ish July. And I don't know, you start to, to kind of really get focused on football. We've been doing our opponent previews. We're already halfway done with the schedule at this point, so we got six more teams to go. And uh, you, you get through July, and then camp's here, and uh, it's full systems go at that point yeah it's it's you know it's a fun time of year once you get through uh like you said get through the fourth of july week and you know unless you're really a, a huge baseball fan and i know you are and uh i'm not as much now as i used to be i will tell you that but i've been watching a little bit more this year but you know unless you're a big baseball fan there's not a whole lot going on in the month of july <laughs> not at all uh we do have the nathan's hot dog eating contest coming up tuesday coney island and i've been asking everybody all week morgan what if you were in an amateur contest against me and chandler and shirley and uh you thought you uh you could win it what food would you pick what could you eat a lot of in a short amount of time hmm i don't know pizza's pretty good Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't know about the hot. I'm not, I, I, it, it bothers me watching them eating that hot. Those hot, the hot dog yeah. eating contest. I'm with you because they dip the hot, they dip the hot dog in the bun in water, mm-hmm. and you shove them in their mouth. I'm like, soggy bread's horrible. Yeah, I mean it's horrible. The texture it's tough. Try for one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, whatever the. the whatever they get, it probably tastes pretty good if you think you can win it. Probably uh, chestnut. All right, so Morgan's taking down a pizza pie uh, in the competitive eating contest. Chandler, can I steal a uh, page from your book and really quickly take a look at the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff? And uh, Morgan, how about 64 days away from kicking things off? So by the time we return and have another conversation with you, we'll be down to an even 50 a couple of weeks from now. So it is approaching. Yeah, it's again. It's just I was talking to somebody today at lunch at Tiebreakers uh, about uh, <laughs> about it, and you know it's such a, a fun time of year. The camps open up, and you know Coach Houston's got. There's a lot of expectations about this football team, and uh, for the first time for me, you know when Holton leaves for training camp with Seattle, it's going to be 
really interesting to, to follow that this year, which I've <laughs> really followed training camp before. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be fun and we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I love football. I love college football. I love pro football. It's just, it's a really, really fun time of year. And that's the one sport I think for a little while it had the NFL had its ups and downs when they were talking about the, the, the national anthem, you know, controversy they had, you know, several years back. But now I think everything's rebounded with it, and uh, it's just so fun to watch. It's just, you know, it's just a great sport. So uh, we'll try to get Holton here in uh, a couple weeks, but he's got his football camp coming up. And so what's the timeline like? That camp is uh, – do you know the date on that off the top of your head, Morgan? Well, I will say this, and I think that uh, it should be coming up here shortly. We're going to have to postpone that camp. Okay. Because – He's got a training schedule conflict that he's he's going to have to be at. Gotcha. Okay. But, um, so when does he have to go back to Seattle? I want to say it's like the twenty third, twenty something like twenty first, twenty fourth, somewhere in that. Okay. Part. Gotcha. Uh, you know, camp starts then, and then they have their they they think they practice for like a week and a half, two weeks, and I think August tenth is their first scrimmage game. I think it's a Thursday night game against Minnesota. And then they play the Cowboys the next week, and then they finish up at Green Bay for their, their preseason stuff. So I'm excited to see Holden and and Keaton and and whoever Ryan Jones and Isaiah and all of the above in uh, in preseason games. Morgan, we've kind of we've sent a few Pirates to the pros here and there, but none uh, no years like this one where we've got a number of guys who are going to try to earn their spots in the preseason. It's going to make watching uh, those Thursday night, Friday night preseason games interesting to, to see these guys. Yeah, I was actually looking on the NFL Network and looking at the schedule when those games come out and uh, they actually show them all I think on the NFL Plus I think is what it is so it's going to be yes I'm going to have to subscribe to NFL Plus to get the preseason game <laughs> there's a, another subscription uh, for you to add to the arsenal Morgan Ayler is joining us Morgan uh, saw some uh, ECU basketball practice pictures yesterday got, got a little fired up about that also saw uh, home and home with George Mason coming up on the schedule and it was announced um, I don't think we talked to you, but Mike Schwartz actually was on the show a couple months ago and said, hey, we might be doing our own little tournament uh, here in Greenville at Menji's Coliseum. And uh, sure enough, they're going to have three teams rolling in, three straight days of basketball at Menji's Coliseum. And uh, and that'll be interesting as well. So no full schedule yet, but we're starting to get more and more pieces on what that ECU basketball schedule is going to look like. Yeah, you know, it's because uh, Schwartz, they've done a really good job, I think, of piecing this team together and, and holding some of the key cogs in there uh, together from last year's team. I know we lost Javon Small, but you kept uh, Ezra Asor, and uh, it kept him in the in the fold along with the, all the other guys. And I think he's got some really good pieces that he's brought in, you know, transfers that he had and some of the, the freshmen. It's going to be very fun to watch, uh, I think, this year. Looking forward to that tournament. And uh, Nick Matson, congratulations to him. He's going to be heading to Texas. Yeah, I believe it was released that he's going to be the assistant coach at Texas. And then I word coming out today that Reggie Williams is going to be possibly elevated to take his spot on the full-time coaching roster. So congratulations to Reggie. Good, well-deserved. Nice nugget there, Morgan. We were asked about that yesterday. Does Mike Schwartz stay in-house? Does he go out and bring in another coach? But the former Bobcat, uh, who had a role in the team last year, being promoted as far as uh, what you're hearing, Morgan? That's what I saw today. Now, nothing's... I mean, I'm not the official source of news and information, but that's what I was reading today, yeah. 
That'd be cool. All right, good stuff. A uh, little breaking news here from Brad McMurphy. San Diego State has notified the Mountain West it will not withdraw from the Mountain West, will remain in the league. Um, the Aztecs had previously indicated that they would uh, resign from the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Pac-12 will not add any schools until the meteorites deal is completed. That is still weeks away. Uh, this all in a Brett McMurphy tweet. So who knows, once that media deal is done, maybe we get more news on San Diego State, who apparently has been potentially pursued um, by the by the Pac-12. They're so gone. If they get a chance to go to the Pac-12, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's, a, that's a no-brainer. It is for them, and and I guess the Pac-12 has got to do something with UCLA, USC moving out. It's crazy, Morgan. I was doing a a Big 12 preview with Jeff Nadeau yesterday, and I had it in my notes, but I wasn't looking at my notes during the interview, and I went like 10 minutes without bringing up, oh, yeah, Cincinnati and UCF and uh, Houston and BYU are in the Big 12. So that's going to look a little funky this year, and it's going to look real funky when Texas and Oklahoma are playing SEC football uh, next season. Yeah, that is, and it's going to be really funky to watch what happens in the next couple, two or three years. I think you're, you know, there's people have been saying it now for a while that you might see Clemson, possibly Carolina, uh, and some of these ACC schools bolt to the SEC, bolt to the Big Ten. I read something today that Maryland coming back to the ACC is a possibility. <laughs> ah, that, that, yeah, that would be crazy. I thought they should they should have never left the ACC, but that's beside the point. Yeah, but uh, you know, just the tradition there. But I think you're going to see the ACC go through some major changes in the next three or four years. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan, uh, what you got planned for the uh, the fourth and uh, for the weekend here? Going to the mountains for a few days, Sunday through basically Thursday morning. So looking forward just to getting away for a little while and do a little work and have a little fun. So it'll be a good day. Good stuff, Moore. Thanks for joining us. Have a good week. We'll reconvene with you here in a couple weeks, man. Sounds good. You guys have a safe and happy four. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line on a Friday. Um, this is huge news, uh, for some and it doesn't mean anything to others uh, i'm reading uh, joey that christian pulisic is joining milan no. chelsea but chelsea yet to accept fee what does this mean uh so when you're buying a player in soccer you got two fees obviously it looks like any sport really you got to pay the team their fee and then you got to try and figure out a contract with the player i know this from fifa and building teams um so he has agreed in principle on a deal but okay so they agreed to the contract but the teams are just still figuring out the number there's a transfer fee so that money goes to chelsea from AC Milan. Yep, Chelsea's been offloading. They've made already in this the transfer window's been open for three weeks. They've made over 175 million euros. What is your uh, favorite league to watch? The most interesting is the Prem. The okay. Premier League. I mean, it's just multiple. There's more than four teams that are good. So. And there is a lot of this available with the um, so Syria. Yeah. Is uh, you know what my favorite is Bundesliga because <laughs> I like saying it uh bundesliga so you got that but and you can find some of these on espn plus and stuff but i kind of lose some interest when they leave the premier league because it's so available i just see more about it than the other leagues yeah the, it's the premier league there's 
they're money hungry, right? So they got their play. It's just like the NFL. They got their their games all over the place. They got them on Peacock. They got them on. I guess it was on Max for a while too. Now they were on Paramount as well. So yeah. I mean, they're just all over the place. All right, so uh, I guess that's big news in the soccer world there. Captain America going to Italy. Yep. Uh, I got a uh, USA uh, team USA collegiate national team update for you i love those um of course uh they are playing chinese taipei right now trey savage is getting the start for team usa he's already pitched one inning and hang on one second let me give you his stats here jack um he has doo, 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 doo. oh they oh I was getting ready to say that's not oh, the that's, right that's stats. That was that was for Chinese Taipei. He has uh, struck out two so far. He's only, they're only in the uh, second uh, bottom of the first inning, but he struck out two batters uh, in the first inning. So he's off to a pretty good start. Awesome. Uh, good luck to Treya Savage. Cliff, you... how many at bats does Treya Savage need to give you for you to get a single? <laughs> what? Um, forty-two. Really. I don't know. I've never seen him hit. No, no, for you. If Trey Savage pitched to you. Oh, for me? I thought you meant No, how many How many bats does Trey Savage need to to get a hit like if he played in this game? Um, oh god. Are you I mean, really? I mean, does, you know, strikes not count? He just swings away until he gets one? No, I mean, it's in a it's a full at bat. Oh, so okay. I'd have so to a go full at bat. Okay. Eventually, maybe I could time it right it would have to be luck it would be way more than 42 you think so you gotta think about his arm too he's gonna get tired eventually <laughs> i guess so. i definitely could see a little clip foul ball too it's not like he's just gonna give you heaters down the middle and you're never gonna touch one did you say foul ball well that's yeah. not a hit well yeah but you're gonna get his pitch count up yeah work the count a little bit exactly i'll be doing a lot of taking i'm just going for walks um <laughs> I don't know, 55. How about that? Give me 55 ABs, and I'll... So there's a defense and everything. Or get it, get it past yeah, the defense. Yeah, you got to get a base hit. Yeah. I'm in a triple. I can see that in your in your locker. Could you imagine Cliff running from home all the way to third? <laughs> <laughs> and I got to get my celebration ready for when I get on third <laughs> base. They're faster than L.A. Like like Cruz. All right, let's... Uh, Shirley, let's make somebody a winner here on a Friday. I didn't make a new theme. So you're going to do this one again? Well, give it away, give it away, sure. give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, kind of is awesome. 317-1250. Caller 12. Yes, sir. Case of Bud Light. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Beer and a great meal. Here on a free beer Friday of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a time out, come back, talk about what's going on in the world of golf with Mark Greenheld when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store, serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. 
Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all you boat owners. Uh, uh, Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Power Radio Live on a free beer Friday, a getaway Friday. We'll be back with you live on this program coming up Monday, July the 10th. We've got best ofs next week. We got O's baseball and uh, our national programming as well. But uh, hopefully you are in tune with what we do on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all over the board. And uh, we will be keep you up to date on everything going on. Not a lot going on with the ECU Athletics, but we're following the former Pirates, as we mentioned earlier, Lane Hoover, playing tonight for the Florence Yalls in the Frontier League. Uh, apparently getting the start in left field, so keeping up with that. Gavin Williams, next start. See what's going on with Burley, with the Connor, uh, Cardinals, Connor Norby, in the minors, and uh, Bryson Whirl, everything in between. Keeping up with the Pirates, Zach Agnos, and uh, and all of the above. So uh, we will have you up to date on our social media sites, but we'll get away from the radio side for a week. Uh, right now, we will talk to Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, coming up Saturday right here on Pirate Radio, 8 to 10 a.m., and Greeny joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Mark, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Cliff, how you doing? I'm doing good, and uh, had a golf event last night that I paid no attention to, uh, and I don't know if you did either because you have not been a fan of these matches, but you had uh, the Splash Brothers on the course, uh, Mahomes, Kelsey as well. Uh, did you watch any of the match yesterday? <laughs> yeah we've had these discussions before you're not into other athletes being on the uh and i talked to, to molly uh, mike mullis earlier this week who is a golf fan and he said you know he's not a huge fan of it but he'd be more interested in it if there was a, a pro with the amateurs they didn't even have any pros out there right no you had mahomes and kelsey hey. beating curry and clay Let's thompson that. uh of that really Jeff Curry is the only one that has anything resembling game. Uh, we've seen Patrick Mahomes play before, and it was not that fun to watch. And, you know, I, I'm, I would just assume have professionals. I mean, at least, you know, at least when you got Spieth and McElroy and Tiger and JT together, even though the conditions weren't great because it was in the, at night and lights on and all that stuff, at least it was. You know, you got to see some good shots hit, and guys could talk smack about playing golf with each other. When you roll out guys like this, it just it doesn't interest me. I mean, I'm happy it makes good money for charity, and that's about the only thing that I see positive out of it. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. While that was going on, they were getting underway with the Rocket Mortgage Classic, day two at that tournament going on in Michigan. And I do see some uh, some big names here, Greeny, with – I don't know, Cam Young, and also I saw Ricky Fowler um, and Colin Morikawa others. How about this tournament, the field, and and what are you paying attention to in this one this weekend? Well, after you had two designated events in the U.S. Open and the Travelers, uh, this is one of those events that's going to suffer a little bit. Uh, Like you said, I think Justin Thomas played as well, too. Didn't play very well, but this is kind of where I thought we would start to see the Ricky Fowler show happen. Obviously, we saw it a couple weeks ago at the U.S. Open. 
So this is kind of one of those events where I thought you might see a Ricky Fowler sighting at the top of the leaderboard. So we'll see if he works his way up to that this afternoon, uh, currently being led by Taylor Moore. A lot of people probably have no clue who Taylor Moore is, but he won the Valspar uh, a few months ago. So he's somebody that's kind of jumped up onto the scene out of nowhere and won a golf tournament this year. So again, not the greatest of leaderboards this week. But it is what it is, and maybe some of that cream will rise to the top. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. We're off next week, Greeny, the John Deere Classic going on in Illinois. And then July 13th through the 16th, you've got the Barbasol Championship in Kentucky going on at the same time as the Scottish Open. Uh, So, you know, who determines where you play? You know, I guess the better tournament would be the the Scottish Open to be in, Greeny, but how does all that go about? Who's playing in which one that week? Yeah, this is what you talk about when there are dual events going on. And, and you know, Myrtle Beach got named as a as a, a, a destination for a PGA Tour event next year. And I'm starting to hear that it might actually be opposite the Wells Fargo Championship. So hmm. you, get field, you get fields broken up. You get uh, a lot of the top players that if they choose prior to the Open Championship, which is the following week at Royal Liverpool, then you go over and you kind of tee it up at the Scottish Open, and which I would do personally. I mean, I would get over there and either play in that, or if I wasn't playing in the Scottish Open, if for whatever reason I didn't like the golf course that they were playing, I'd at least get over there and get uh, you know used to the weather, get used to the time change, just get used to doing everything over in a different country instead of showing up, you know, and teeing it up and starting practice rounds on the Monday of the week. So. Um, you'll you'll probably see a lot of guys. I mean, Xander Shoffley is the defending champion for the Scottish Open. The Scottish Open has traditionally gotten some good players, but other players take that week off. So it'll be interesting to see who plays where next week, or I should say in a couple weeks. Yeah, and uh, Greeny, while there's not a ton going on, I want to look further down the schedule with you here today and uh, ask you about the Wyndham Championship, August 3rd through the 6th in Greensboro. Still a ways to go before we get there, but any idea on what kind of field they'll have uh, in that one in Greensboro? Well, that's always the interesting one because it is the final event before the playoffs start. Now, the playoffs are different this year. It used to be that, you know, you started with like 120 guys or 125 guys in that first event. Well, that's not going to happen this time around. We're getting you down to 70 guys right off the rip. So this is going to be an event where you might get some bigger names that are a little bit further down the list this time around. So uh, the Wyndham Championship definitely going to benefit that. They've always had a a pretty decent field considering it was right before you were going to get three uh, three or four playoff events depending on the year. So I look for a little uptick at the Wyndham this year. Uh, that is good to hear. That's in early August and then late September, October, uh, the Ryder Cup. And, and Greeny, when do we start to hear about uh, who is in? I guess you, you can qualify your way in, right? But there's captain's picks. Explain that to me. And when does all that start coming around? So these guys have been earning uh, points, you know, since the last Ryder Cup. But major championship points are doubled this year. And this is where it gets interesting because right now, Brooks Kepka is number three on the points list. Hmm. And he's a live golfer. So, right. um, technically, he has done well enough at the majors. And, um, you know, the PGA of America is the one that runs the Ryder Cup, not the PGA Tour. So even though Brooks Kepka is suspended or has resigned his PGA Tour membership, he has still gotten 
big-time Ryder Cup points from his finish at the Masters and his win at the PGA Championship and a decent run at the U.S. Open. So currently third, and it's going to be interesting because basically they're cutting the team in half. So the top six will qualify automatically, and then there are six captains picked. So when you look at it right now, you got Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brooks Koepka, Sanders Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and Max Homa are your six. Now, your next six in line are Keegan Bradley, Jordan Spieth, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, and Colin Morikawa. So when you look at that team, right now you got to say that's a pretty good thing. I mean, Keegan Bradley is, is one of those new names in that list, and he's obviously playing pretty well. And obviously, Wyndham Clark is playing pretty well. So those are kind of be the two outliers that you look at right now. But, man, those guys are playing as good as anybody. So... Not really a whole lot of switching around that I would do. I mean, Will Zalatoris is on the shelf. He's at 15. Ricky Fowler is making a comeback. He's at 16. And then Tony Finau has played before. He's at 18. So those would really be the only other three names that you would probably consider for a Ryder Cup team right now. All right, trying to play their way in. Greeny, I'm looking at a list here. Zach Johnson, captain. Is that right? That is correct. All right. So uh, he will uh, decide on some of those. And uh, here's a question for you. The captain gets picks, but who picks the captain? How how is that determined every couple of years? Well, they've they've had this kind of group of people that in, includes guys like Tiger Woods and some of the past captains, and uh, they're the ones that really make the choice of who gets to be the captain. And you have to have served as a vice captain before. So Zach Johnson has done that several times so far, and. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. The European side is Luke Donald, so Luke Donald versus Zach Johnson. Uh, Zach's won, you know, a couple major championships in his career, so he knows how to grind it out. And I think he'll be a good captain for this team over in Rome. Marguerite Elch, Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, joining us. Greeny got the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest coming up Tuesday at Coney Island. We had Rich Shea on the show earlier this week, president of Major League Eating. Him and his brother will be on the broadcast, as always, coming up on ESPN2 on Tuesday. So I've been asking everybody this week, let's say you're in a an amateur event. You get your, your crew from the Golf Shop Radio Show, our crew here from Pirate Radio, and we have a competitive eating contest. Not necessarily what's your favorite food, but what food do you think you could eat fast in a short amount of time? We're letting you pick the food. What food uh, would you pick to try to win that competition? Wow, that is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with my six-year-old son, and I'm going to go chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken nuggets. All right, there you go. <laughs> Are you dunking them in sauce like they dunk the uh, the bun in water? Are you using any sauce there? You know what? I would probably, I'd have to double dip. I'd go McDonald's chicken nuggets, right? And then I would go probably like throwing some Chick-fil-A sauce on them. Man. I'd have to dunk right. them in Chick-fil-A sauce. That's that's probably the best route to go. And and you can't do like Diet Coke or something like that. You have to <laughs> keep it with water because Diet Coke would just give you too much gas, I think. I think you'd have to stick to water or something like that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Chick-fil-A nuggets was brought up earlier this week, but uh, you're going with the McDonald's nuggets either way. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take you on in that challenge. That'd be fun. Uh, Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, what do you guys have planned for Saturday's program? Well, we're going to do a lot of golf talk. We're going to, we haven't had Bill Bender in a few weeks, so we'll get Bill Bender back in as we start getting closer and closer to the college football season. Yeah. We're going to talk to Brian DePasquale from the USJ. The US Senior Open is this week in the USGA side. We'll check in with big-timer Charlie Reimer down in Myrtle Beach. We're also going to check in with Bob Herrig of Sports Illustrated to probably talk a little live golf, a little uh, 
maybe a little Ryder Cup with him. And then we're going to check in with Peter Gray, who's authored a book called Golfing the British Isles, and he's got a whole chapter on Royal Liverpool, where the Open Championship is. Greeny, Udonis Haslam retiring from the NBA made me sad because now I'm older than every NBA player, and I see all these former athletes that have – you know, kids playing now, and it's uh, another sign of getting older. I'm looking at the uh, senior, uh, reading an article about the U.S. Senior Open and just seeing some of these names, Retief Goosen and Steve Stricker, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez and uh, and Bernard Longer and others. And I'm like, man, I remember, you know, uh, Padre Harrington watching these guys on the tour, and now they're seniors. It's another, I shouldn't have looked at this list, uh, another sign of uh, we're getting older. Yeah, well, I played in golf tournaments with Brett Quigley, who's playing. I played in golf tournaments with uh, Mickelson, with Mikel. So, yeah, wow. I'm right there with you, man. It's, I, I mean, I could go try and qualify for the U.S. Senior Open myself. So. Do it. Yeah, let's get, let's get Greeny on there next year. Uh, Mark Greenell, enjoyed it, man. Uh, we'll be off next week, so we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks, Greeny. Have a good fourth, and uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, thanks, Cliff. You too. Mark Greenell, Golf Shop Radio Show, coming up. Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. We'll take a break, come back, take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Buck. We got Joey's play of the day, that and more on the way on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your stock market report, the Dow closed out the week up 285 points, finished at 34,407. NASDAQ was up 196 points and closed at 30, uh, excuse me, 13,787. S&P was up 53 and finished out the week at 4,450. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Uh, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, y'all want some uh, fun coach beef? Ooh. You like oh, beef? Yes, I do. I know where you're going Where's with this. Where's the beef? So, I guess that's this guy, Trey Cavanaugh. Yeah. He is the he's an offensive coach for Appalachian State. A quality control coach. And look at this, Chandler. I guess he was also on the team. Oh, cool. In 2013, 10 years ago. So Trey Cavanaugh tweeted out, Nothing ruffles my Charlotte feathers more than complaining about community financial support before winning one football game. Do more with less is a badge of honor, not an excuse. Hashtag Boone Bread. He is referring to Charlotte and, I guess, their coach, uh, Biff Pogge. So, Tyler, who's just a random guy in all this, said, At Biff Pogge, let him have it, coach. Not our fault. We have higher aspirations than the Sun Belt. 
Trey responded to this, which now has Biff Pogie's name tagged in it. Biff Pogie, head coach of the 49ers, first year mm-hmm. there. He said, aspirations are great. Think I've seen firsthand how they aspirations can turn into reality. Just don't confuse aspirations for entitlement. All right. So, Trey giving his opinion on it. Here's where, here's where it gets good. <laughs> Biff Pogie, coach at Charlotte, head coach at Charlotte, responds to that and said, you coach at App State. No one gives a crap. What do you think? Wow. First of all, <laughs> wow. Let's go to Biff Pogie's page. First, uh, look, Biff Pogie, it looks like a random person's page. One, his last name is lowercase. <laughs> yeah. His, um, his profile picture is him holding an egg. He's holding an egg. Is it really him? Or it's just an egg? Look at, uh, no, I'm saying is. Is Biff Pogie the real Biff Pogie on Twitter? Uh, Trey Cavanaugh oh, yeah. responded to that and said, Glad I grew up around people that I did that showed me how to do this profession the right way. Hope every high school player and coach I've been associated with in Charlotte sees this. Thanks for giving enough of a crap to tweet at me. So Trey trying to take the high road. Biff Pogie taking it low uh chris vanini said sad we don't have an app state charlotte game until 2026 we got a good old-fashioned coach twitter fight none of those coaches will probably be there in 2026 biff pogey uh tweeted out six hours ago today and said let me be very clear i have zero issues with our fans we need we need you all and you have been awesome i actually love agent 49 great supporter my response was wrong and too harsh i apologize to him uh, he says, I apologize to him. I would like to have him come by and see numbers I'm working from. This is Biff Pogie, first-year head coach at, uh, at Charlotte. Was basically that, a high school coach his whole career. Went to Michigan. I was about to look it up. I believe he was a senior, anal- uh, senior analyst at Michigan last year. And uh, since he's been the 49ers head coach, they've had some really good success on the recruiting trail oh here we go again who are these recruits chandler i just remember seeing some articles and stuff about oh god i don't want to go down this road i know i know what you mean now how many stars they got i don't know uh jamie says that the number one long snapper recruit in the country signed at indiana okay there's some some other news for you there jamie thank you for um bringing awareness to long snappers Let's take a look at the... What do you got? Nothing. A summer sale? There's a summer sale. <laughs> uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBoo. DeBuck. The Cubbies beat the Guardians 10-1 to earlier today. And right now, the Reds and Padres are scoreless in the third. Big series in the NL East. Atlanta in first. The Marlins in second. And they play tonight in Atlanta. So that's going on at 720. We got O's baseball. Good series there in with Minnesota, who's fighting for first place in the AL Central. O's uh, will host the Twins this weekend. We got that coming your way tonight right here on Pirate Radio. NL East matchup between the Nationals and the Phillies. The Brewers taking on the Pirates on Apple TV tonight. Mets got the... Giants at home at 7:10 AL East matchup between the Red Sox and Blue Jays at 7:07. A uh, big one in the AL West, Houston and Texas, uh, the two teams at the top of that division uh playing although the Angels might okay, Houston is a little ahead of LA. 
uh, for second place in the AL West. But that's at 8 o'clock. So uh, Cardinals will host the Yankees. Anything else? Ooh, Rays and Mariners could be pretty good late night tonight. So those series going on in Major League Baseball on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Where uh, I understand Chandler Honeycutt was hanging out. What was going on at Dub Buck last night? Uh, nothing much. One of the uh, bartenders there, Claire, it's her birthday this weekend, so uh, there was a birthday celebration for her, but they were having DJ Kid Scene on the stage last night, playing some tunes, twisting the dials. Uh, it was a great night last night at the Buck. Didn't stay out too late. What song really gets you bobbing your head, Chandler, when you hear it? Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
What is your Friday winner? In honor of going on a break for the next week, we have to go out with a bang. And that is a three-leg parlay. All money lines. Rays, Jays, and Giants. Rays, Jays, Giants. Say it with me. Rays, Jays, Giants. 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 And folks, this is why we can't take them anywhere. I'll tell you where I'm going to take mine. That's to the house. Come on. Come on one time. You're going to the beach. I'm going to Riceville Beach. You're going to do some fishing. I'm going to New York. New York City? No, Niagara Falls, New York. (laughs) I was about to say, New York, North Carolina? (laughs) I'm going to a concert right down the street. Who's playing? My buddy. Aspiring artist. (laughs) Does he have a name? My boy. Cam Cheryl. Cam Cheryl. All right. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little show tonight. Uh, or no. Yeah, tonight. Uh, Holistic Coast. So that'll be fun. Oh, down the street. Yes, sir. All right. Cool. Uh, y'all have a fantastic week. We will talk to you once again. Um, next week, we'll have some best of shows, but then we will be back on July the 10th. John Moody says he's going to double down July 10th and go back-to-back giveaway winner. Good luck, John. Let's go, Jay Mood. All right, y'all have a great weekend, great fourth. We'll see you here on July the 10th. For the crew of Pirate Radio, I am Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.